Hey, thanks for clicking on the video. This is going to be another episode of Reforge Gaming News, breaking down the Hogwarts Legacy gameplay. I want to talk about how some of it does look a little bit weird, and I do know there are some concerns about playing a game with combat that is sort of centered around a wand and, you know, spells. And I'm going to do a breakdown right here at the beginning of the good, the bad, and the promising with respect to this game. And then we're going to discuss it live, and we're going to kind of watch the lengthy video that they showed during the Sony State of Play. This is a Reforge update. The Hogwarts Legacy gameplay reveal was quite lengthy, and some who were concerned about what this game was going to look like had those concerns sort of put to rest. I still have thoughts and ideas about how the game does look a little weird in certain elements. So I want to talk about the good, the bad, and the promising. If you like these quick Reforge updates, be sure to hit subscribe and the bell button so that way you don't miss my upload. So first, let's just talk about the good, because I think it's pretty undeniable that the game does look really, really good. So when I say elements look weird, I'll talk about that in a moment. The environments and the graphics are actually pretty impressive. This is probably a dream come true for fans of Harry Potter to think, oh man, I can actually run around and be in Hogwarts. You know, I, I, a friend of mine, 30 and so gaming said this would be like all of a sudden being able to run around the Death Star, right? This amazing sort of iconic location from a very popular series of books and movies suddenly you being able to run around it and for it to look good and for the character design to look good I think was really important so I do think the animations and the characters themselves mostly look very solid and very promising because games like this can get into the uncanny valley where the characters faces and facial animations can look a little weird but I think pretty much everything I've seen looks very good for fans of the franchise this is basically the first game that they could probably really sink their teeth into. If you compare it sort of to the Star Wars franchise, there's a litany of Star Wars games, good and bad, across the spectrum. So sometimes it's harder to get as excited about a new Star Wars game, even though a really great one seems to be right around the corner with the Skywalker Saga. Now let's talk about the bad. I do think narrow combat can get boring. If you've ever played an action-adventure game that sort of centers around one or two attack types or weapons... Or, or things of that nature, it can get a little narrow and get a little samey and a little repetitious. That is a potential bad thing or something that'll be disappointing about this game is as you plug away and put in the hours, you're going to start to feel like the combat hasn't really evolved all that much. Now, it does feel like that they sense that. They sense that they don't want the combat to become too narrow and too repetitious. So it's good that they sense that, but that's where I feel like some of the weirdness comes into play. There's almost a slow-mo, slow-motion, matrix-like element to the combat that may get long in the tooth over time. So in a different way than having like narrow combat that always feels sort of similar, slow-motion in games can start to get a little annoying. It's, it's fun when you can initiate it. It's fun when you can do it. I mean, this sort of hit the stage pretty big with Max Payne and has shown up in different ways in video games ever since. There were elements of Horizon Forbidden West that I started to get a little bit annoyed with. Very cinematically driven slow motion moments always sort of tripping up the fluidity of the combat. And I worry that they're going to rely on that a little too much in this game to make the combat breathe because everybody's just kind of standing around with wands staring at each other you know why aren't they lighting you up well you're going to be able to use slow-mo and freezes and stuns and all these different things now i will say i will say 
that it looks good. I, the combat looks good. There's just something a little odd and a little weird about it. I did say, you know, hey, I, they made wand Harry Potter-like combat look entertaining and exciting, and I think that's a, that's a challenge. Okay, so I want to end the video by talking about how it looks promising. It shows promise because it's clear that they've poured passion and thoughtfulness into the game. This isn't just a point-and-click Harry Potter game. This isn't just sort of nostalgically driving you to, like, walk around Hogwarts and tour the ability, you know, the tour the facility. You're actually going to be growing as a wizard. And the devs seem very cognizant to the fact that wand or spell-driven combat would get boring if it wasn't sort of spruced up a bit. It's also a universe that shows limitless potential and expansion, so if this is a success, it'll likely continue to get added onto or have sequels. Let me know what you think in the comments below and head over to Reforge Gaming if you want to watch me live or hit subscribe and the bell button here and I'll see you in the next video. And I'll see everybody else right now. Good morning, good afternoon, and good evening. I'm glad to be back from a very short break there. We took a Thursday, Friday, and a Monday off back from Florida. I'm not going to be tan. I'm not going to show any signs of sun. I didn't get that much sun. I tend to stay out of the sun being a very light complected person. I want to know what you guys think of this game, though. Are you sensing some of the same things that I am sensing? Are you sort of seeing some of the things that I am seeing? I do think there are things about it that look a little strange. Facial animations don't typically bother me. I think facial animations can be kind of challenging. Um... You know, I, 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 I'm more centered on the combat. Like, I'm watching the combat right now. Like, I think this is a really, this is a really great sequence. Like, this is perfectly timed. All right, this is perfectly timed. Let me get the right capture card uh, turned on. So this section here is where I just start to feel the, do you see the slow motion, the rolling, the grabbing, you know, is it going to feel, and I like that section there, a little bit of a, a little bit of a, uh, a counter and he has to counter the guy to the right and then focus the guy in the center the guy in the left for whatever reason uh just backs off you see he just kind of like leaves the frame he's like um what am i gonna do oh you're pretty strong i better leave and i just worry that it might have that sense of like batman where everybody's sort of waiting to get their butt kicked now again it's not that big of a deal he's fighting some zombies here or some whatever they're called they wouldn't be called zombies and you're seeing r1 sort of strewn throughout so i'm gonna circle back here you can see r1 indicating something that can be grabbed and 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 summarily tossed if you've played control or quantum break that kind of combat can actually be pretty fun but there's something odd about it maybe it's one of those games you have to play like when people were watching me play horizon forbidden west they said her hair is super distracting you know, I, but but then when you're playing, you don't notice it. This could be one of those games where once you're in and once you're running around and you're casting those Expelliarmus or whatever you're supposed to say it, once you're casting the spells, you're probably not going to maybe see the things that I'm seeing. Kill you with 15 months of membership. Morning, Lono. Welcome back. Hope you enjoyed some time off. I did. Thank you very much. Suede says, welcome back, Lono. And thank you, Kill You, for 15 months of membership. Welcome back, Lono. Reminds me of the early PlayStation 3 Harry Potter game combined with Bully. I remain cautiously optimistic for now. Derek says, if they want to be true to the feel of the movies, the main character just needs to scream, stay away from me, as his friends... Uh, at his friends about once every hour or so. <laughs> All right, I want to see what you guys uh, think. Hogwarts legacy gameplay thoughts. All right, good, 
meh or bad? We're going to go good, meh, or bad. What are your thoughts on the Hogwarts Legacy gameplay reveal that we got to see during the Sony State of Play? Welcome back. Missed you and the show so much. Thank you, Mythrax. Mechanics reminds me of Star Wars where you use the Force to grab things. I definitely started to feel a... um, Which one am I supposed to use? This scene. I definitely started to feel a Star Wars influence here. You know, wow, I didn't see that earlier. The dash and the grabbing of the sword. I, I, like... Again, I think they were very cognizant of the fact that, like, they were going to have really narrow... a, a, A narrow field. A very narrow field of combat. You know what I mean? If you watch the trailer, it's so choppy. I don't see what you mean by choppy. I didn't see anything that felt choppy. That didn't feel choppy. That felt kind of awesome. I just think it seems a tad weird is all. There's something weird about turning a wizard into sort of a matrix, a matrix slow-mo driving, you know, because that this whole exchange. Okay, let's just count the abilities that we saw in in this exchange. Okay. But not exchange, but the, the, this this sort of like smattering of things. So he picks up and does a flame, then a red attack. He does a roll, and then he does a pick up and a slam. So here, another roll into a dash, and then decides to call down lightning on the person. And some new abilities here, just a basic grab, then a lasso, and then more of the red. Okay, so we've seen the red. There's a deflection. He didn't deflect it back at him, but he did deflect the guys, and he does a fire area of effect some blue, some red, and another explosion. So there's like a ton of attacks at your disposal. Like he's not doing the same thing over and over again. He seems to have quite a bit uh, at at his uh, at, 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 in his in his sort of repertoire of uh, abilities. So here's here's where they're going to talk about the talents and the abilities. So you can you're you've got <clears throat> stealth, you've got core. So it looks here like these are going to be skill trees. It seems. So you've got room of requirement, and it says, hang on, let's pause and actually read what's on the screen. These talents improve your abilities in the room of requirements, and then these talents improve your abilities to sneak around, and then these talents improve your overall effectiveness. So it seems like sort of the center talent skill tree or whatever, um, and you see up here in the corner, this is a level 12 player. Uh, Their character, inventory, talents, collections, challenges, map, owl posts, quests, settings all there for you it does seem as though you can dig down into specific things this one stealth i don't know if they show these other two over here um because this one looks a little dark and then this one almost looks like it would be stealth but it, they don't i don't know if they show it in the actual video <clears throat> you probably learn spells in classes yeah i would assume that's how it works Salty says, I can imagine there will be difficulty to choose from, so if you want some hard responsive enemies, you can have them. Yeah, some of this could literally be like story difficulty setting where the enemies stand around and don't really do anything. Looks like there was some loot there with a chest, and then he's just sort of collecting shrooms. And then, okay, so here's where you can change upgrades, appearance, and traits. So this is where you're going to be using those ingredients uh, with your potions, herbology, and your beasts. So... There is, there's layers to the RPG here. So he's, you know, doing a drop of different things. This is probably stuff you'll have to research and study if you want to make. He's collecting things as well. So 
uh, the, the reason I think this game shows promise is because it seems they poured a ton into it. It's not just roam around Hogwarts and get in fights. I mean, he's got like some kind of a stone armor going on there. And, oh, he summons these plants to attack. These are uh, <laughs> attack of the killer tomatoes, more like attack of the killer cabbages, I guess. Holding up a screaming potato. Uh, ooh, a little platypus. A little pouch. Got some got some more beasts here. It seems maybe you can tame these, yeah. Oh, here we go. So the broom riding is, I think, anytime I see a big open world, that's always one of my thoughts is traversal. Yo, it's good feed. I see you in the chat. Um, I think everything looks really, really good. I just wonder how much is it going to feel like Harry Potter when you're able to do such expansive slow-mo matrix-like combat, right? Do you know what I'm saying? I have the same reaction to this I did Ghostwire. Looks amazing, but the combat looks boring, uninspired, and slow. The enemies aren't threatening, and the casting doesn't look satisfying. See, that's exactly what I honed in on. That's why I said Hogwarts legacy gameplay looks weird um, because because of those elements. Do you know what I'm saying? You have to get Mama to help. What are you trying to do? Just log into the, 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 the app. Oh, oh. Let's see here. Oh, look, Libby, you want more Magic Treehouse? Wait, Dogs in the Dead has 45 minutes left. Is it... It's not that specific book. Okay. All right. Okay. Well, let's do a little. Let's do a little refresh here, and then I'll put it on audiobooks that are available now, and you just pick one. Okay. And when it's time to be done, make sure you are compliant, because this is a privilege. Do you understand? Oh, I just closed the phone like a, like a goose. There you go. All right. <clears throat> looks a lot like an infamous game with all the projectiles and no melee could be fun little my man good to see you live again hope you enjoyed the vacation thank you storm white uh platypus wanted something else scratch oh stop it yeah uh, graphically speaking i think the character design is the only thing that is like it's not that it's bad you can build your own cottage apparently <clears throat> so this is adding to that uh, potential live service element you know, an ongoing Hogwarts beyond the castle walls. Oh, look at this mount. Okay, so we're getting we're getting well beyond just a broom. If you guys are enjoying the content, be sure to smash the like button. Give us our first 100 likes. We're going to have to bounce back a little bit from the break. You know, YouTube's always a little funky when you take a break from your normal schedule. A lot of NPCs that you can interact with here. So this guy's got potions. There's a clothing store. Watch every trailer or focus gameplay for events. Uh, they destroy enemies and are showing off combat moves. You'll never get true game difficulty in uh, stages of gameplay. Yeah, I'm not looking necessarily for stages of gameplay um, in this. Uh, you know what I'm saying? Um, <clears throat> I'm not necessarily looking for that. So I'm not taking issue with the difficulty, but I do see what what um, what Eugene is talking about. The idea that like the enemies are just kind of standing around. Now again, 
if they just want to show off the abilities, it kind of makes sense for people to do that, right? It makes sense to say, hey, let's make this super straightforward. Let's make this like, oh, boom, an explosion here, a summon here, a lightning blast there, as opposed to being like, well, let's make it look really, really challenging. Now, I do think sometimes in, in, in combat like this, it would be maybe important to show how challenging it can get. Like, I've watched trailers sometimes where the player gets beat up, and I think, okay, that I don't know if you've noticed this or not, but there's mobile app games that do that on purpose. They actually show somebody playing the game and playing poorly because what it does to you is it says, well, I could play better than that. And there you saw, you know, managing multiple targets seems to be one of the elements of things you're going to have to do, right? Like, people are going to come from different angles, uh, and, and, and different, different, like, attack vantage points. Um, uh, let's see here. Uh, yeah. Uh, sounds good. Um, I'll add you, and we can talk when it's convenient. Oops. Gotta send the email, not just close the email. We are, uh, I'm continuing, uh, to get us more guests for, uh, Reforge Radio. So if you guys are interested, um, I'm gonna sort of make an aside here. I'm gonna make a little bit of an aside, okay? Because I know, um, I know that this game, uh, obviously... This game obviously creates some dialogue about um, about J.K. Rowling, right? I'm I'm not I'm not oblivious to that. We will be discussing that today on Reforge Radio. I don't like discussing stuff like that here. So if you're interested in that dialogue, there are people boycotting this game because of J.K. Rowling. And they think that nobody should buy, support, stream, or cover this game because of their position on her and we will be covering JK Rowling this afternoon on Reforge Radio asking the question is the hate warranted Um, looking at not just the boycotting of Hogwarts but the behavior of people toward the Harry Potter franchise so we won't be discussing that here on gaming I want to talk about the game and the gameplay Um, the Returnal DLC is today you're right we didn't I completely forgot about that we should have booked a show to play that and show that off. I'm stupid. I I booked Elden Ring. I, we were going to play Elden Ring this afternoon. <laughs> I completely forgot that they're doing that with Returnal. We ah, Shoot. Um, maybe we could cook up a, a title description thumbnail or something because I, I don't know if Creature... Creature, what, I don't know what you think the call is, but yeah, that Returnal stuff is today. I completely forgot about that. Um... Who gives? She had nothing to do with it. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. My take, I don't want to talk about her, but my take on boycotting video games is pretty simplistic. There are a thousand people that you're hurting for the sake of, like, a stance on one person. There are so many people that worked on this and are going to receive, you know, royalties or support or future funding for future projects. And so boycotting a game based on that, I I think, is... I think is so short-sighted and I know people dismiss that defense of like oh you're hurting the devs but 
I don't know what other defense there would be to make against you know the boycotting. The end, the the uh, the detail in these rooms is actually quite quite good. Let's go back and just do like a quick fly through these rooms from the time you know here with the stained glass and the sort of the lighting on the floor to him kind of waking up in his room. The intricacies of the of the level design is actually quite good. I, this is very th- this room especially this room especially. I want to pause on that room in particular. There's a lot going on here. I really appreciate levels of detail taken to this this degree with environmental design. Um, a $5 tip from East Coast Overlord. Morning, Lono. The days without you in my ear at work really dragged on. Glad you're back. Hope the time off was good. Thank you for the $5 tip. Uh... I'll change it. I thought you were ducking it intentionally. No, I completely forgot about it. I think we're going to want to show off the update uh, to Returnal. I, we're going to want to show that off, I think. Um, we As a topic, it didn't do well, but gameplay-wise, it might be something people want to see. You know, how does the tower work? What does the new mechanics look like? Um, if it doesn't do well, you know, oh well. But I, it seems like launch date, we would want to check it out. This is going to look so good on my Series X, seeing how I finally got one. Well, congratulations. That's not an easy feat. Harry Potter's too big to cancel, regardless of JK. Uh, that's the Gryffindor room. Oh, yeah, it is. I see the flags on the uh, on the wall. I think this looks great, especially if you're a huge Harry Potter fan. I'm not. Uh, it's not. I'm not, so no biggie for me. But, man, it looks exciting for Harry Potter-loving folks. Yeah, th- I mean, I-, I think that was such a good word. 130 and Still Gaming said this would be like for Star Wars fans suddenly being able to go through, like, the entire Death Star, you know? Um, and here, I think, is where you can see character design is actually good, but it's not It's not at, like, that photorealistic level. But I think her hair... I think this character in particular, her clothing, her hair, her facial expressions, I actually think they have done a good job with the character design, but I think sometimes we get a little bit spoiled uh, with regard um, Fire of the Game and let it update. I fired up my PlayStation this morning and it did a bunch of updates. Let me make sure that one (laughs) in particular is updating. But I do think they've done a good job with the character design. It's not necessarily that it's bad but i think character design in general can look odd with animations and stuff but i don't think anything here is necessarily bad there's always i think a little bit of a wooden nature when you know people are like him coming down the stairs and stuff but i think it over overall looks very very good their faces and mouths actually move so there's that (laughs) yeah yeah it's not like elden ring it's not like elden ring where there's like literally no movement i know you don't like that Hogwarts will be 100% single player. Yeah, yeah. And here's where you get your first little sampling of some of the combat. He just kind of whoops this kid right off the table. Uh, And this kid's like, hey, that was pretty impressive. You knocked me down. Hopefully no broken bones. Um, Now, I don't know. Have they said, are there going to be any iconic characters in this? I've not seen any. Are they going to pull any iconic characters in from the books or the movies would be my question. I've not seen any. It's probably too expensive uh, to get. I don't know if you have to pay more. Like using the intellectual property of Hogwarts, does do you have to pay more, or is it is it harder to negotiate if you're having to you know pay for particular characters? Um, you ordered more coffee. Oh, thank you, thank you. We uh, 
we have sort of slowed down on coffee sales because you guys went so crazy in February. So hoping to see a bit of a resurgence this week. I have like a fuzz on my phone. There we go. Three bags of light roast to JW. Thank you, JW, for ordering some light roast coffee. It's based on 100 to 150 years prior, so no. Okay, thank you. Thank you. This takes place in the 1800s. Okay. I see a crap ton of stun locking. Yes, yes. I am a hypocrite when it comes to stun locking, I'll fully admit. I enjoy stun locking the enemy, but when I get stun locked, I obviously get very aggravated. Little they got mini games it seems. A dangerous mysteries. Yeah, these environments look excellent. I really really like this right here in particular. It reminds me of some of the Elden Ring environments with just these massive structures and statues. It creates a really great scope. This right here reminds me of Control. Like, very much reminds me of Control, those under areas. That looks like it's going to be a bit of a brawl and a bit of a fight, like he's heading towards a boss. There could be maybe, um, you know, you you know how, like, in, in Breath of the Wild, there's, like, these spires and these challenges and things that you have to, uh, go face. I always loved the living newspapers in the movies. I thought they were dope. <clears throat> JW with a $10 tip. Everyone at work loves the coffee. Obviously, I do too. Hope you have a great day. Well, I'm glad you're sharing it with your friends at work. Tell them they can order more or uh, order some for themselves at RageousRoast.com if they need more. And we appreciate everybody who has uh, engaged... If you engage on Twitter, uh, I got a, I got some great, great episodes for Reforge Radio coming up. I hope you guys enjoy them. I hope for lively debate and discussion this afternoon about J.K. Rowling. And this Thursday, I'll be having on, if you guys are familiar with Gothics, her better half uh, is going to be joining me. His name is Saul, and he wants to talk about comic books and how he feels like characters are being reduced to uh to far too simplistic tropes uh mainly because of maybe stuff going on in the culture so that should be a good conversation with him as well and uh yeah we're continuing to book guests and have great episodes if you missed any of the episodes last week hopefully you got all caught up here on reforge gaming we primarily focus on gaming but on reforge radio we enjoy discussing more serious topics in the culture the world even politics religion things like that but we don't do that here uh <laughs> So, okay, okay, so this might be a good section to rewatch a couple of times, because he's getting his butt whooped here. He's, he's not doing too well, so let, let's, let's kind of watch. So here, he stuns, and he fails to get out of the way, obviously a little sleepy there, and here he's got multiple targets aggroing, so he tries to stall the third guy, and the middle guy is doing something, but the right guy shoots him. So it does seem like you're going to have to manage multiple targets, either with parries, blocks, stuns, uh, crowd control. There's a nice little roll, I think, and then a and then a nice work of of the of the area. You know, grabbing things, stunning that guy. You know, the more I watch the combat, the more I actually like it. There is something that's a little odd about it, but if I ignore the fact that it's Harry Potter, you know what I mean? Like, because in the movies, the 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 spells were very even from the most advanced versions of like Hermione and some of the others, it didn't seem like a brawl. They weren't using... Oh, he actually takes the sword from the guy and impales him with it. That's actually uh, pretty nice. You think it looks bad, Icebreaker? What's good, Cheeks? 
You think it looks bad? It's growing on me the more I watch it. When I initially saw it, I thought it looked kind of funky and a little weird. I still think there's something odd about it. It feels very Matrix-infused, but I don't necessarily think that that uh, that's a bad thing. Sven says, I think attending classes will be the tutorial of the game, and then it'll open up the world into RPG elements. Sven says, well, it's Harry Potter, but it's not. I think you'll be able to tiptoe light or dark side or whatever you want to call it in the story. Yeah, that could create that replayability of, you know, if if you're going to dive into Hogwarts Legacy and you want to be totally on the good side, you know, you want to be Gryffindor and then you want to come back and be Slytherin and and deal with the dark arts, you know, that's something that... uh, might might add that replayability because I don't know how much they're going to give you you know that that sense of freedom I've long wondered why they never made a Rocket League style Quidditch game multiplayer uh, Harry Potter sports ball that would be fun with all the mini games in this I wouldn't be surprised like I'll make a prediction here I'll make a little prediction similarly to what they did with uh, Ghost of Tsushima and Legends and how it was like an offshoot multiplayer thing I could see them doing that with this because Ghost of Tsushima is 100% single player and then they added Legends that allows you to play um, like a multiplayer PvP environment um, or co-op with your buds in Tsushima and I could see them doing something very similar with uh, Hogwarts Legacy and saying hey you know they if if you really like this game we're going to do this offshoot side thing uh and and it, it could be a huge hit now obviously that requires net code and and programming and engineering that they might not be equipped to do but i could certainly see it you know being something that people would want to see cuz they already showed him flying around in the broom combat looks all ranged which fits the harry potter world but melee lovers may avoid yeah, I think if you really like melee, what I think people would gravitate toward. So, and that was one of the things I said, you know, Hogwarts Legacy gameplay looks kind of weird. I talked about that, about how the combat might feel narrow, you know, it's going to get into a, a, a samey feel, you know, every encounter feeling kind of similar. That's not necessarily a bad thing. Let's be clear about that. Plenty of games. Golly, the scope of that environment looks really nice. Plenty of games. I think do that well where the combat is similar throughout the game but it evolves and it improves as time goes on and I think in this game if you are a fan of melee driven combat and not necessarily like the pew pew like casting spells you're probably going to want to look into grabbing the objects like you do in games like Control you know that'll feel That'll feel maybe closer to melee. It's not going to feel like a melee game, though. I don't think. That's to me. I see this game being very similar in its execution of combat. I feel like it's going to be similar to how you feel in control. You're constantly at a range, managing multiple targets, potentially grabbing items and throwing them. I, I think that's where uh, this game's going to land. Like if you've ever played Control, that I think this game will be more similar to that than any other game out there. Now, when I say similar, I think sometimes people think, oh, if a game's similar, it's going to be just like it. No, I just think there's going to be similarities. I think there's going to be commonalities. Like, it's not going to feel like a brawler where you jump in the center of a group and start punching and, you know, chucking people over your shoulder like in Batman or something. 
Fun fact, platypi are marsupials. All female marsupials have pouches. Really? I didn't know that. Did you finish Elden Ring? No, I didn't finish Elden Ring. We were going to play more today. We were going to go to Volcano Manor, but the Returnal DLC hits today, so I think we're going to check that out instead. It's a bummer. I really want to jump back into Elden Ring, but um, man, Returnal is just such a great game. It's one of my favorites, and to not jump back in and check out the DLC and the update would be, I think, a disservice to what that game means to me. To call it game of the year and to argue in its favor and to not play it the day they do a big update I think would be a mistake. Crazy Cliff says, There seems like there's so much to do in this game. Seems like it could be a good RPG. That's what surprised me about it. If, if I'm going to be honest with you guys, I thought this game was going to be sort of like a simplistic fan service action adventure game where you run around and, and go pew pew with your wand. But th- it seems extremely involved, like lots of depth, lots of things that you can't you can't um, necessarily do all in one playthrough. If you go down maybe particular builds or lines of thinking, I was uh, I was lying. They're actually monotremes, really monotremes. So the Halo TV show season one got a fifty-seven percent out of twenty-three critics on Rotten Tomatoes. That doesn't bode well for that show combat can all be ranged but not slow and stiff says Master Ty I can see this is a game designed for a broad audience but not for me and I'm a huge Harry Potter fan yep Master Ty I talked about that in the intro I said listen this is our first pretty extensive look at Hogwarts legacy gameplay and to me the slow-mo could get long in the tooth I've played games where they do that they constantly do um, you know, they constantly do the slow-mo and it starts to get annoying. People should separate the artist from the artwork when buying art. JK Rowling, MJ Johnny Cash, ETC made excellent art, but were terrible people. Well, it's good to know that you're here. I didn't know the person who was able to judge the goodness and the badness of people was in our presence this morning. It's good to know. I actually didn't know that about uh, Johnny Cash, MJ, or J.K. Rowling. I, I, because I don't know them personally and I don't know their life. Uh, but it's good to know that you're here. I, I'm, I'm, we're, I think we're blessed to know uh, that the arbiter of goodness and badness in persons is here amongst our chat. I hope that the dripping sarcasm is, uh, is there, is laid on thick enough. Uh, Chronic Spin Dash is good morning, chat. Good to see you back, Lono. Thank you, thank you. I appreciate that. Uncharted was a flop. Yeah, the movie, even Tom Holland, I don't think could have saved that movie. It didn't do well either. Did he beat Elden Ring? No, I didn't. I've been gone. I've been gone. MJ, I'm assuming he meant Michael Jackson. I'm assuming. The, well, maybe he means Michael Jordan. I don't know. It seems as though everyone is, everyone is, uh, has to be subjected to the, to the public judgment of, of the righteous because <laughs> they are here uh, they are here hey look at that look at that I, I, I swore I put this on loop I swore I put this on loop uh, loop loop it up loop it up no hang on we want to get that out of there I mean I know I'm the, I'm known to be a Sony fanboy but uh, you don't need that on there the whole time a $5 tip from Insomniac Black Due to your intense hatred for geese, I've got a great short for you that I found last night. Uh, I just posted 
it in the stream chat on Discord? Oh, I'll take a look at it. <laughs> uh, Uncharted, the right score is what the studios care about. Well, Uncharted got a 90% from the audience? Really? I'll have to check it out then. If you know anything about me, I love when there's a big disparity between the audience and the critics. If the audience is giving it 80% or higher and the critics are giving it a 60% or lower, I'm like, oh, that's probably a pretty good movie. <laughs> um, why do you keep saying lube it up? What? When did I say that? Uh, I thought Returnal... Should have been game of the year too. Yes, yes. Uh oh, loop. As in, yeah, loop it, loop it up. Yeah, I thought it. Uh, I thought I. That's that's what I said. Sorry, I was like, what did I say that made you think I said that? Yeah, loop. It's a. You can right-click a YouTube video and tell it that you want it to loop. Loop it up. Loop it. Um. Alright, let's see what our like count is right now. If we get 70 more likes, that'll be 200 likes. Help us kind of get this engine going here. Uh, We try to cover variety gaming news. If you've never been here before, I am usually in this scene. Reforge Gaming News, daily talk show. Safe for work. It's basically a podcast you can throw on in the background. You can subscribe to the channel in confidence. And looking at the, the, the vote count here, good vote turnout already. Hogwarts Legacy Gameplay, what are your thoughts? Good, meh, or bad? Most of you are saying that it looks good, 63%. Even people that aren't huge Harry Potter fans have been saying that it looks good. Agreed, Returnal was robbed, but at one game of the year in other places. Can't wait to see what Housemark is doing next. Yeah, the fact that 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 um that on that that Returnal went on to win game of the year and other in other uh, avenues just proves uh proves my position true that it it deserved it deserved better treatment. It deserved game of the year and uh I'll fight you. <laughs> I'll fight you. Um why did it suck as an Uncharted fan? Oh, is somebody saying they didn't like it as an Uncharted fan? Yeah, I've not seen it. So, again, when I see, you know, really, really great disparity. Yeah, The Last Jedi got a 91% from the critics and then a 42% from the audience. Um, can we... I, I, I can't... I can't... I can't have that in in there. That's disgusting. Sorry, Fast. I, I am... A, I can't. That's gross. Um... I can't have that on loop or even in a freeze frame in my on my screen right now. Not a huge fairy, uh, Harry Potter fan, but my buddy is. I can see myself enjoying this if there was some co-op multiplayer aspect. Yeah, you know, same with Psychonauts two. What other what Psychonauts two won Game of the Year in other categories? The only thing I saw Psychonauts two win was for and it was it was in a specific Xbox category. Um, J.K. Rowling doesn't give a crap about internet trolls. Listen, if you want to talk J.K. Rowling, then be sure to tune in this afternoon to Reforge Radio because I will talk about it because uh, I I find the situation to be perplexing in light of uh, what people are claiming. Uh, Craig Tone renewing that membership. Thank you so much for doing that. Um, I appreciate that very, very much. Looks good. Interested in long-term playability or if it's kind of a one-and-done thing. Yup. Well, Mo, why don't you list where where did Psychonauts 2 win Game of the Year that wasn't a specific Xbox category? 
I'm genuinely curious where it won Game of the Year. Because I know Returnal's wanted in numerous other outlets, but I've not seen I've not seen Psychonauts 2 walking away with Game of the Year, except for I saw one, but it was a particular Xbox category, which how many Xbox games even came out last year? As a big Harry Potter fan, I feel the need to check this out. I'm sure the universe and vibe of this game will be spot on. It takes two, one the Keeley. Yeah, no, no, no. I know Keeley. I, I, I covered it, homie. I streamed. You know, I know that. If you're new and just tuning in, we are checking out the Hogwarts Legacy gameplay. I want to know what you think. I think elements of it look weird, although the combat's growing on me. The combat's kind of where I see the weirdness stemming. It's almost like Matrix kind of slow-mo. It it feels at times a little odd, um, but the more I watch it, the more I think it does look actually pretty dope. My concern mainly with games that use slow-mo is that I'm going to get sick of the slow-mo. I don't know about I don't know about you guys, but Horizon Forbidden West, all the little like cutscene animations that would happen in the combat if you used certain abilities, I found that to be incredibly annoying. Primarily I found it to be annoying because it would not disrupt the enemies. It would only disrupt me. So I'm rubbing paint on my face and while I'm doing that, they you know, they're, they're able to, to, to get closer to me, close the gap, or whatever. I definitely would have liked even partial co-op experience. My wife and I would definitely nerd out with this together. Well, I, yeah, I want to talk about that. Like, the lack of co-op in a game like this. I think sometimes for games like this, where there's sort of a... There's this combat where you're the centrality of it, Right? So you're, you're going in and you're going into the room, the environments, or the open space, and your character is the centrality of the combat, okay? And you suddenly add another person. What generally happens, and this is such a great time to display my point, what you see here is a large room and a fanned out aggression pattern. You see the enemies spread out in a, imagine like a, a pie chart. And the enemies are spread out in the shape of, I don't know, 20, 20 to 25% of a circle, right? And this gets incredibly challenging when you add another person. Because your teammate could use an ability and rush behind these people. We saw that ability already. There's like this dash forward teleport of white light. And they could dash behind these people. And it would remove significant elements of what combat is meant to do, which is establish threat and patterns that are to be mitigated and overcome. So that's what that's what's supposed to happen in combat. There's supposed to be an established threat that has patterns and 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 threat, it has patterns and threat that have to be overcome and mitigated. Mitigated and overcome. My initial statement was far better than my attempt to break it down. <laughs> Anyways, so the minute you have players that can subvert that quite easily and go behind all these guys, it just sort of breaks it down. We've seen this in Elden Ring with summoning. When you summon an NPC or you summon, you know, some skellymen or the jellyfish, you're you're seeing on display, I think, uh, this this sort of subversion where you're sort of subverting just basic foundational tenets of combat, where there's sort of this fan or like this funnel of aggression, what we call aggro. These enemies are aggroed 
to the main character here on screen. So with him being the centrality of that, and he's sort of in that funnel, it creates, it, it creates, I think, good and balanced, you know, things to overcome. And the minute you add another person to that, it throws it all off. This is why when you do co-op in a game like Elden Ring, they have to kind of hamper you, because if not, it would completely subvert everything that they've built, right? So I understand the desire for co-op. I do, because I love co-op myself. But if the game's not built from the ground up for multiple points of aggro, then it doesn't necessarily work. You can't just throw it in there. And that's why I think in Elden Ring, they automatically have to sort of nerf the player when you're doing co-op, because if not, it would sort of just completely invalidate everything that they've built. You just bring in another player, and it would just be an absolute joke. And to, uh, you know, a certain extent, to a certain extent, it kind of does fundamentally change the fights if you summon an NPC or summon your buddy, right? We need 30 more likes for 200. Appreciate you guys smashing that like button, helping us get those milestones. This is probably my favorite section here because of the the multiple things he kind of gets to do not this the section with the knights so he kind of blasts that knight he does two different attacks there and then this the grab and the impale I, I I particularly enjoy I remember there were things you could do in Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order that felt uh, of a similar of a similar nature co-op in Elden is for noobs mm, no not at all true uh, good morning, afternoon, evening, my friend. Been a while, but I wanted to say I hope you're good. And have a goose-punching day. There you go. That's a t-shirt. Have a goose-punching day. Elden Ring copy? No, I don't see anything in this that looks like Elden Ring. I mean, I mean some of the environments, but that's not has nothing to do with... It doesn't feel like a copy, though. Did you see the blog post for this? They talked about difficulty scaling. Can you get me a link to that, Sven? I'd love to check that out. I can read that on stream with you guys. Um... It does look sometimes like you have NPCs helping you. See the guy behind him? Yeah, it seems like there are sometimes, you know, companions along the way to do some stuff for you. I wonder if there will be some sort of stat that limits what you can do, like mana or something. I never got the sense that there were limits like in the movies. Hang on, yeah, there's a PlayStation blog. Your first look at extended gameplay. We will take a look at that in a moment. Um, let's see here let's let this finish oh he's all straight up cloaked up there so I will say somebody saying like is there mana that limits your ability to do stuff Uh, there's no UI so I don't know I'm assuming that there is like you can't just go in and spam 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 and then walk out of the room Co-op is fun at all, fun and all. Sometimes it just adds way too much unnecessary work and effort to a game, and most games would be worse off having it. Right from a development standpoint, what Distorted saying is kind of true. Like the fact that it requires significant more dev time to 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 do co-op well. Um, I definitely think that that is an element that sometimes players forget that. 
unless the game is built from the ground up for co-op it'll either be tacked on and not very good or it will it it will just detract from just building like imagine in this game they were able to make it bigger longer more substantive and add more replay value because they didn't waste time on co-op think of it in that realm right co-op in Elden Ring is for real men yeah we're just speaking in generic platitudes this morning are you going to try this game out? I think I will. I do. I think I'll try this game out. Uh, th- this could be one we play, you know, like we did with Horizon, Forbidden West. We could play it over a series of days because I don't know. I know it's super popular. I mean, if you look up Hogwarts Legacy gameplay right now, there is countless. We kind of missed the boat. We're a little late on this one, but it's just countless people. Um, uh, there's countless people talking about it breaking it down okay so Paul got an email from YouTube in accordance with the digital millennium copyright act we've completed processing your counter notification the following videos have been restored outside of the counter notification process and are now live unless you've deleted them did you get everything reversed Paul so if you guys didn't notice there was a bunch of content getting falsely claimed by some company um Creature has a unique take on this. He thinks that it it was the company and it was the company doing it under Sony's direction and now they're playing PR. Like, oh, it happened to us too. We'll look into it. It's hard not to think he's correct given the company and how dishonest they are. I mean, given, I mean, Bungie is incredibly dishonest to their audience and to the public about goings on at the company. So I don't trust them at all. Co-op in Elden Ring is kind of like playing solo, except there are more people. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, I would say that's a pretty accurate statement, Chris. Yeah. Yeah. You know, two-player is kind of like one player. It's just that there's an extra player, you know? It's... I feel like John Madden wrote that. That I feel like John Madden wrote your 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 text. Rest in peace, John Madden. But I feel that that was very John Madden esque. <laughs> huh. It's fine to summon homies in Elden Ring. You could literally do it in all of the other Souls games. What's up, everybody? What's good, cheesy donut? Hey guys, if you're just tuning in and you're enjoying the Hogwarts Legacy gameplay breakdown that we're doing. Do me a favor, smash the like button, get us our 200 likes, hit subscribe if you haven't already, we always want to meet new people. We do a show like this Monday through Friday, and I am typically, in this scene, breaking down a subject with you, getting your feedback, want to hear from you. I am safe for work, and a lot of people enjoy the fact that I'm safe for work, so you can subscribe in confidence. Uh, Subscribing is totally free on YouTube, and I'll be in your sub feed all week doing episodes like this about Variety Gaming News. We have done a ton of Elden Ring coverage. I know people that are probably looking for more Elden Ring. You know, you're like, oh man, I wish you'd cover it every day. We don't want to become an Elden Ring channel. There's certainly other games and other, you know, pieces of news coming out. Just this week, there's Tiny Tina Wonderlands coming out. Today, there's the Returnal DLC and obviously the Hogwarts Legacy gameplay trailer that debuted during the Sony State of Play. Uh, I wanted to break it down, even though we're late because I was out of town. We would have done this probably literally the day after. Um, I would have liked to have seen this as an MMO. I thought they were one in the works. Must have been canceled. Well, let's entertain a thought experiment here, right? Assassin's Creed 
is branching out from single player action adventure and they want to dip their toes into live service i believe ghost of tsushima is working on something similar in the background i think legends and the loot and the raids and all of the things they've done there i think in a similar fashion is them sort of experimenting with live service you know i I can't i can't prove that theory i'm just sort of looking at the writing on the wall that more and more games action adventure games are working uh toward that okay and I could definitely see Hogwarts Legacy going in that direction. The the wizarding universe, or whatever they call it, is limitless. You know, they could always do more. They could add more. They could add more villains, more areas for you to travel to and, and protect. Because if you're constantly... Think of it from the aspect of another game, where you're constantly sort of going back to the home base of the tower... Right, and you're constantly having these new experiences where the potential tower and humanity is under threat. You could do similar things with Hogwarts. Hogwarts could become the central social hub that you're constantly sort of venturing out from with your growing, you know, always improving, stronger wizard, and then or witch, I guess. And so you're going out into the world and finding these new threats, these new fantastic beasts or whatever, and attempting. Uh, to learn new things, learn new abilities, level up, you know, etc. Do you see The Witcher 4 was announced? We're covering The Witcher announcement on Reforge Updates. It's a channel that gets shorter uh, four-minute updates. They're just uploads. So there, we'll have a video over there about the Fortnite no-building mode. We'll have a video over there about Witcher. Uh, we'll have a video over there about potentially Remedy working on a Doctor Strange game. And so all those updates will hit over the course of the next day or so. Uh, there's a lot of news that we can't cover over here because I can't do an entire episode about, you know, something uh, that ten- that, that that's small, I guess, just like a poster or whatever. So yeah, at 11. So in an hour, yeah, we'll have that, that video will hit. Um, my favorite Elden Ring playstyle is to sling pop rocks at enemies. Yeah, Witcher 4 trailer, the biggest announcements, uh, was it not in the Cyberpunk 2077 game engine? Yeah, there's people that are going to be very pleased about the engine news. I talk about that in the update and why. There's actually, I, I analyzed one of their quotations in the video, so you're going to want to make sure and watch it. I um, I think that's important to notate what they said about the engine change. I think it speaks volumes. Um, are you doing a vid on the Ori Studio? I don't like doing videos about that because it just turns into... like. We're hearing reports that a studio has bad stuff going on at it, right? Okay. Well, I I don't like doing videos about that because, number one, is it verified? Number two, is it proven? Number three, has it been investigated? And number four, is there is there an actual genuine legal or, you know, oversight investigation process happening? I decided to talk about Activision Blizzard because there was verifiable things going on. It was it was going through a genuine investigation. I am 100% and fully in support of actual investigations, fact-finding, and evidence-based uh, claims. We are, I think, in in a bit of a, a dilemma these days where a claim is sufficient, and I find that to be, rep, like, not good. Um, for personal reasons as well as just cultural and global reasons. I don't think claims and accusations are sufficient. I don't. 
It's too easy for bad actors or disgruntled employees to embellish, overstate. Um, So I am 100% against reporting on stuff that's not been officially investigated because it's too easy to weaponize um, thin or tenuous or benign claims and turn them into something that they're not. Now, that's not to discount the claims, but claims on their own are not enough. I need more than that. It feels like every other day there's a claim of, you know, evil and wrongdoing that oftentimes once you start to peel back the layers of the public stench and the onion of like what is going on here and you look at the actual facts, you will typically find it's overblown. I'm not saying it is every time, but it's very commonly overblown. I myself experienced this firsthand and I've seen other people experience it. Um in the realm of things we've talked about on Reforge Radio. So, if it gets investigated and something actually tangible happens and there's proof and there's evidence, sure, then I'll talk about it. So, I'm not going to like do a video on glass door reviews either, right? That was my problem. This is why I put Bungie on blast when they used IGN to basically prop up propaganda about their company um, and to lie to the public about what happened. Um, I put them on blast. I personally think that what they did was, in in light of the, the trend and in light of the Activision Blizzard instance, I think what they did was reprehensible and how they handled it was um, very, just common, par for the course, uh, perpetuation of toxic culture. And everybody clapped them on the back because they let IGN mislead the public about it. So I don't, I don't think IGN's trustworthy and neither is Bungie. And in a similar vein, when I hear claims about High Moon Studios, I'm like, okay... Those claims could be overblown, understated, unless they're officially investigated. I don't take I don't take them very far. I don't take a, I don't I take them with a grain of salt, right? Unless Bungie is officially investigated, I don't take their public claims as as being as being true either, right? It works on both ends. Like when one company is trying to claim they're doing the right thing, I'm like, okay, well, is it officially investigated? No, you paid everybody to be quiet. Cool. And then on this hand with High Moon. No, not High Moon, I'm sorry. It's just Moon Studios. With Moon, it's like, okay, unless it's publicly, I'm like, I'm sorry, unless it's verifiable and concrete and investigated, it could be in the other end of the spectrum. It could all be exaggerated and overstated and not true. So, it goes both ways, right? Like, companies are quick to virtue signal and make themselves look good, and disgruntled employees are very quick to make a company look bad. Do you see what I'm saying? The blade cuts both ways, and the truth is usually somewhere in the middle. Um, uh, it'll mess up your redirect method if I schedule this. Don't schedule it. Just give me the text in holding and a thumbnail. I can do it. And re- and, and and scheduling it now wouldn't make any sense. We don't like schedule. I don't like scheduling that early. I schedule 44 minutes before it goes live. That's typically what I do. So scheduling now would be too early. Um, we're only an hour into this show. So. <laughs> Three years ago today, Sekiro Shadows Die Twice was released from, from Software. It went on to win Game of the Year. Oh, that's a three-year-old game? I wasn't going to, I was just asking. Redirect would not be screwed... Well, to answer your question, uh, creature, Redirect would not get screwed up if you scheduled. No, it wouldn't. I could still go in the background and do it. It's just too early to schedule. 
I guess I didn't really answer the question. That's the answer. Is that no, it would not. Because I do the redirect on this live stream right now after it's been scheduled, is how I do it. So whether you do it or I do it, I can still do the redirect. Not sure how anyone could read the IGN article and think Bungie deserved a pat on the back. Well, anybody who read it with a with an eye of scrutiny and not an eye of like, I got a fanboy and protect my relationship with a toxic, you know, retaliation culture company. Here's a company that's proven itself to be retaliatory and unprofessional. What should I do? Well, should I cover this with honesty and integrity? Nah. <laughs> I'll just promote the propaganda and cheer them on from the sidelines because I need that sweet, juicy press release early access so my blogs and YouTube videos can do well. You know what I'm saying? It's been going on for a while. No need to talk about it. Um, but it's about to break wide open. But like I did before, I'll still play the game regardless oh you talking about the ori the ori stuff i mean again again until there's something official i don't i don't take it to the bank i don't like the magnitude of the claim requires an investigation if if you if somebody and this happens all the time think about scams right if somebody sent you a check for five hundred thousand dollars are you going to take that to the bank and just deposit it or are you going to investigate it You're going to investigate it. Why? Because the magnitude of what's being claimed that you're owed half a million dollars or whatever, you'd look into it, right? So the magnitude of the claim of this company is guilty of misconduct or this person is guilty of misconduct, the magnitude of the claim should necessitate in-depth and careful inquiry. Why? Because you want to be sure you're right. You know what I'm saying? When, when a big grand claim is made, it should be carefully investigated. You, you would do that, right? If, some, if suddenly somebody sent you a bunch of money or, oh, you're the, you're, and these are scam artists, right? Like, oh, there was a will that we combed over and you're owed a significant amount of money from some trust. You would investigate it. What if it's true? You want to know. That could, be, that, that could be a life-changing event. If it's false... It could ruin your, your your standing with your bank if you tried to deposit the check, right? Now, the bank has things to protect you from this, obviously, and so you would say, hey, you know, can we vet the check before we deposit it? And they can do that sort of things. And nine times out of ten, it's going to come back and be a completely bogus check. So, when you make a, a grand claim about Moon Studios or Blizzard Activision or a streamer that is at the top of a directory, right? whatever those claims may be, they, they they necessitate investigation. They necessitate careful inquiry, right? I would bank it and then investigate. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I th- I'm sure your bank would be totally okay with that. So that that that's how it should be handled. So that's the first thing I do anytime I see claims about a streamer. Anytime I see claims about a company, I'm like, okay. Was there an official inquiry? No. Well, then, I, who, why would I believe what you're saying? You know, you, you could have an angle, whether it's an IGN article or a, a twit longer or a glass door review. If it can't be corroborated or proven with careful inquiry and evidence, then shut the frick up. Like you, you, there's, there's nothing we can do with that. You're just emboldening bad actors and liars. Imagine getting a $500,000 check. Wouldn't have to worry about gas for a while. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that'd be my number one thought. Half a mil? Well, okay, I don't got to worry about gas for a while. <laughs> uh. <laughs> 
That's the first thought. I love that. I love that. If you guys are just tuning in, we're breaking down the Hogwarts Legacy gameplay. The trailer was revealed. I'm positing that there are elements of it that look weird. If you see my thumbnail, you know my thoughts on the matter. And uh, I think it just looks a little weird. I think it looks a little weird. And that's not necessarily a problem. Uh, I think one of my main concerns, one of my main concerns is that the, um, I think the slow-mo might get a little long in the tooth. You know, I think slow-mo in games like this can be uh, problematic because you're, you're just going to start to get annoyed with it. Uh, I got annoyed with it in other games where everything is slowing down. It can make combat feel like a chore, right? I don't see too much of it. The more I've watched this, this is probably my fourth time sort of carefully watching it this morning with you guys. And the more I watch it, the more I think it actually is um, dynamic enough. There's enough change in the pacing of the combat. There's enough change in the pacing and the rhythm of what's going on that I actually think it's going to be quite good, especially for... I think there's a variety of fans that are going to like Hogwarts Legacy. Obviously, Harry Potter fans are gonna are, are are already probably just losing their grip. Like, oh my gosh, understandable. Great franchise and you know, beautiful world with great stories. So understandable. But I also think people looking for an action adventure RPG are gonna be pleasant surprised at the game's depth. I'm I'm seeing a lot of love and a lot of investment here that will be enjoyable uh, for fans that might not even be huge into Harry Potter. Just like, wow, a, a really, really cool RPG where I can play uh, a wizard. Now, there, there's probably going to be a stigma. There's a variety of stigmas right now around the Harry Potter franchise. There's the cancel culture stigma of, like, J.K. Rowling. And we're going to talk about that this afternoon on Reforge Radio. But there's also, I think, a stigma of it's Harry Potter, it's for children. Which I think is a, is a, is an in, a massive, massive uh, under underestimation of the books and the story's quality. I don't think you can reduce these to something that is just for children. But I do think there is a stigma there that many people might uh, fall prey to. Like, oh, it's Harry Potter, it's for kids. I, I, don't, I don't necessarily agree with that. I hope there's enough puzzles, world-building, exploration to support the combat. Combat alone isn't going to be enough. I think the RPG elements are where it's going to pick up the slack, Suede. The, the crafting, the potions, the investment in your in your character. I think something they should have done more in this. Let's let's just go back. Let's just go back a touch. I think this is an important section beyond the castle walls. This is an important section for a variety of reasons. Number one, I, I think people might be glossing over this, but I think one of the most important things in the trailer is contained in this section, and they show it very briefly, and sadly, they don't show it in practice, right? They don't show it in practice, and I'm going to show you here in just a moment. I'm going to pause it and show you. Everyone's glossing over this section, okay? They should have put this more on display in the gameplay, because Customizing your character is significant, I think, in games like this. You want to look a certain way. You want to look cool, fashionable, chic, sexy, whatever, wherever you are on the spectrum. Now, these are obviously children, so maybe there's not going to be like, oh, I want to look sexy, but that's that's common in games, right, where you want to make your character look hot or whatever. There are people that like to approach games in that way. In this game, maybe you're just wanting to look cool and fashionable. A mistake I think that they've made, however, like, um, 
Let's go back to that that one outfit. A mistake that they've made. Actually, the first outfit's really nice. Uh, actually, let's let's try to get a good pause there. That I like that one. I like the trench coat sort of uh, looking like a little bit of a PI or investigator here. I like that. And then there was the 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 one this one here. I I I think this is what should be shown more in the gameplay, right? Even wearing different hats, I think adds a layer of you know that's that's going to be a more maybe more traditional feel or look but again hats that make you look and feel like a wizard and then i think not not in a problematic way but i think that should be displayed in some of the gameplay because he just sort of looks like a student running around in a robe which some people maybe you know really really like that i think mainly they did that because the animations on the robe are probably the most polished and that's what they want to display sometimes clothing in these games can act a little funky as has been pointed out with Elden Ring clipping and things of that nature. So I do think they should have shown off him running around in different outfits. Maybe they'll save that for another time. Because I do think character customization is incredibly important and not displaying that inside the gameplay uh, may be reinforcing that stigma of, oh, this is for children. It's just some kid running around in his Harry Potter costume. Because when you dress up as Harry Potter for Halloween, that's generally what you wear. My nephew did it, and he wore that robe, and he did the little thing on his head, and he wore the glasses, right? And he and it was great. He looked awesome. But I think some people might look at this and think, oh, it's just going to be a game for kids. However, I think this section, especially too, uh, with just world design and uh, and if these are enemies, those look, I think, pretty awesome. It reminds me of some of the stuff that we've found in Elden Ring, right? It's not that it's just for kids. I just missed it, said Reckless Gambit. It was already too... I was already too invested in other interests and franchises by the time Harry Potter landed. I'm old. Same with Pokemon. I think that's actually a good take, Reckless, is that it's not for kids. You just missed out. Now, here's what I'm going to get to do. I'm actually looking forward to this very, very much. My kids are going to get a little bit older, and by the time they're old enough, we will... Um, what we're going to do is we're going to dive into Harry Potter and I'm going to get to experience Harry Potter through the mind and the eyes of my kids and I'm probably going to fall in love with the books. I'm like you, I missed it. I just didn't I wasn't I wasn't in a spot where I could dive into it and enjoy it when it was at its fever pitch, right? Rizik with a $10 tip. Welcome back Lono. The fighting looks okay, but I still hold out hope for the holidays for the game that it will be better to find by then. But the open world aspect intrigued me more. Thank you for the $10 tip, Rizik. Guys, there's a variety of ways to support the stream. If you've never done a membership, we really want to see those membership numbers go up. We do not run ads on this channel all that often. We really do live off of the memberships, uh, the super chats, and people buying coffee. Somebody just bought some coffee. Three bags of light roast to Victor. Thank you, Victor. Two big orders today. Use the coffee command or the join command. Those are probably two of the best ways to directly monetarily support the channel. The coffee's great. Everybody loves it. People in chat will tell you. We, I think we have it very reasonably priced if you look at the coffee market right now and we actually ship it faster than anybody you can order coffee from right now uh, and we really need to see those memberships go up. We're hoping membership gifting comes very soon because that is uh, the backbone of what we do here. This isn't quite like on the purple platform where viewers you know, get you in, the, in great spot in a directory. Right? It's not quite the same. When you guys come in, you use chat to say hello, you smash like, you hit subscribe, and you're regularly engaging with the content. 
uh, that gets us recommended. So make sure if you're not doing a membership, if you're not able to, make sure you're watching the vids, you're here, you're chatting, you're smashing like, because those are free ways to sort of tell YouTube, hey, this content's great. You're French pressing some Frickmas right now? Nice. I used to be like that, Lono. I was always more of a Lord of the Rings guy, but now I love both. I find Harry Potter to have really cool lore and story. I'm so looking forward to getting out of Redwall, because that's what I'm currently reading to my children. Getting out of Redwall and getting into Harry Potter with my kiddos. I think that's going to be a blast. Probably didn't focus on customization because of microtransactions. Maybe. Oh, you think people will project onto customization microtransactions? I was hoping a little co-op, but this game seems to be cool to play, and the map looks huge, uh, says SK Larry. Yeah, it does. It looks very, very big. I miss Harry Potter as well. I was 22 when the first book came out, and like 30 when the first movie dropped. I watched the movies with my wife, and I liked them. I thought the first three felt very similar, and then it got better after that. Get the illustrated Harry Potter books by Jim Kay. The books look amazing and will be great to read to your kids and show them the awesome illustrations inside. I will keep an eye out for those. I'll remember. I'll remember because I like illustrations in books for the kiddos. To be honest, Harry Potter just looking like a FromSoft game is a boring choice. I would have loved cool, surreal, cel-shaded style. Well, I don't agree with that. I think the art style is right where it needs to be. Like, look at the movies. Look at the look at Hogwarts. Look at look at how the environments look. I think this was the right choice. Freddie Jackson, did I hear super chat? Here's a twenty for a steak. Yo, that's very kind. I haven't had a steak in ages. It's just too expensive to justify. I might justify it. I might. <laughs> you guys that tip money and make make beer recommendations and and tell me to buy a steak, I greatly appreciate that. That is. Uh, <laughs> I, I don't do that that often. I was reading in a book recently that um, that men often will claim, you know, it's a burden to provide, you know, for their family and to, and to sacrifice, but many of them actually will admit it's a privilege. And I actually thought that was very a very good way of framing it. Like, it is a privilege to, to not buy things for myself and to prefer the kids and my wife. Like, I don't know. I'm reading through a really good book that's going to shape some of the Reforge Radio conversations. I think you guys are really going to like it. It's a really, really good book. Um, Harry Potter's Asian? No, they they showed you in the beginning that you can customize your character to look however you want, and they went with uh, they designed the character to have an Asian look, and they're just using that character throughout the gameplay capture. You could make your character look however you want. Uh, they showed you know. Uh, really really dark skin or light skin all sorts of different hairstyles so there's a there's a there's a pretty good level of customization it reminded me of the fallout character customization uh from fallout 4 guessing jordan peterson no it's not peterson it isn't i've been enjoying peterson but it's not peterson this one is is uh is is not i don't I don't want to get into it right now. Uh, To be fair, all the other Harry Potter games have a very cartoony take. Not super awesome quality, but I think this graphic style suits the game's approach. I agree. I agree. I think if you want people to take it serious as an RPG, I think if you want people to take it serious as and sort of an expansive open world experience, yeah, I think that that's important to go into an art style. Like, I think this game is beautifully designed. I really, really do. I do think some of the gameplay looks weird. I need hands-on to fully judge it. But I think 
the characters and the world are beautifully designed. I, I can't say anything bad about that that graphical element of the game. We started going through Harry Potter with our kids. It's been fun so far. Uh, they are very uh, uh, very long though, so keeping them engaged comes and goes. My kids are super accustomed to it because they listen to audiobooks during their rest time. Like that's their form of entertainment outside of you know once a week getting to play video games with me. So they have this ability. And you can foster this in your kids, right? They have this ability to sit for long periods of time and listen to stories because it's something that they've grown to enjoy. They're like, oh, I want that. So when I read a Redwall chapter at night, they're a little wound up sometimes, but if you give them something to do while you're reading, that's a huge thing that we've learned. Like, sit down and color while I read. And they actually hear everything you're saying. So if you give them a task while you're reading, they actually are working multiple functions of the brain and it's actually really really good for them in education to be able to focus on a task in front of them while hearing and receiving information so that's what we do is we make them we make them dead here here you get to see some different outfits kind of looking like doctor who there with that coat and reminding me of matt smith a little bit um as they go out here i don't know this is this is this looks like a foreboding place is this a PS5 game? This will be a multi-platform game if I'm not mistaken. All platforms. If they wrote a good story for this, it looks like a surefire hit. My guess is that what they're going to do is there will be a big bad that you're trying to stop, and that's why you're going out and fighting these, you know, these these villains here that, that are clearly, you know, wielding dark dark arts. Because we saw them at one point, they all teleported in with the black smoke, um, how the Death Eaters did in the movies. If I say something incorrect, don't lose your shirts, Harry Potter fans. Uh, I, I know a minimal amount from watching the, the movies, so if I get something wrong, try to, don't don't uh, don't ring me out like a rag uh, for getting something wrong. But yeah, I do think that they uh, they they could probably dial in a pretty. I would say, and I'm not saying this in a disparaging way, I think they could dial in a pretty cliche story and people would enjoy it. Just one big bad with a bunch of bads doing bad stuff and you have to go stop them. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like I, like, <laughs> like the Joker says, like, I'm a man of simple tastes. Like, I don't need elaborate storytelling. I think that was one of the things that drove me a little crazy in Horizon Forbidden West is they were constantly trying to do like this subversion of your expectations like oh you think you know what's going on but this is what's going on they did it one too many times it was like the last time they did it i was like all right fine (laughs) all right okay you 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 got me again (laughs) i you know i just i need a baddie with a bunch of baddies working for him or a baddie and a bunch of baddies working for her and then i'm good dude I'm good. <laughs> I'll go out and fight them and stop them. I'll listen to their grand speeches about their vision and what they want to do, you know, and how I'm misguided and how I don't understand what they want. to. That's fine. <laughs> that's fine. The quick move Electro Dash looks especially like Infamous. Yeah, it does. It does. I call that Shyamalan storytelling, i.e. what a twist. Yeah, yeah. It's time for the twist. I would love for it to start simple, says Corey, and then grow more mature in its content loop, kind of like the movies. 
Um, yeah, I, I, I could see that, and I think they're showing you here just how much there is to do. Potions, herbology, leveling, exploring, mounts, customization. Do you know what I'm saying? Like, and, and I guarantee you this is optional stuff you can just ignore if you don't feel like doing it. But I mean, look, he, he just conjured, a, you know, he went and made a potion, and now he's got, like, this stone skin... What I do they do they show him getting shot here? No, see they fail to show you what that did for protection. Like, will it just ignore damage? Will it absorb it? Will it minimize damage? It would have been it would have been nice to see that um, displayed. Tribes of Midgard, what's coming next? Dev blog one. Uh, they've got a roadmap update. We realize Tribes of Midgard shines brighter with larger, more significant updates rather than releasing smaller mid-saga updates, so we're putting all of our focus on our biggest update yet, Season 3, uh, with a new survival experience that's been totally revamped. Uh, a totally revamped survival mode is on the way, and here's a sneak peek. Uh, okay. Midgardians. Private testing is back. Uh, we reacted to the dev blog. We're counting on feedback from members of our Midgardians program to help make this survival mode the best it can be. If you'd like to part, take part in the beta testing or learn more, be sure to sign up. So make sure if you're still interested or following or playing Tribes of Midgard, make sure you're diving into their Midgardians program or at least trying to get involved with it. Multiple romantic subplots that go nowhere and disappear. Let's go. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So let's take a look at the poll results. If you haven't taken a look at the poll here, Hogwarts Legacy Gameplay, what are your thoughts? Is it good? Is it meh? Is it bad? 800 votes. Really good vote turnout today. 67% have said it's good. It's good. Uh, 30% have said meh. 3% bad. Hey, a brand new membership from Sean. Enjoy the dope badge and emotes. You are dope and deserve dope stuff. Now, guys, when he becomes a member... His name will turn green, he'll get a badge, and he'll get emotes to use in chat. He'll also get increased access in our Discord. And at the top of the chat, you can see that little member box. It'd be great. Try to keep a member box up there. You know what I mean? Try to keep a member box up there. Let's get a little, maybe a little member train going. We're trying to push membership. I don't like pushing membership, but I also have to be transparent about the fact that YouTube... YouTube channels generally run on ad revenue and we do not. We do not run ads. We don't break for ads unless I literally uh, go upstairs to like use the restroom. So memberships is a huge way that we are able to keep things going here. So here or on Reforge Radio, there are people who have memberships on both channels, right? And we appreciate that greatly. Uh, I have no hangups with playing a caster type character. Right, right. Hey, we're close to 300 likes as well. Really nice turnout today. Thank you. Five months from Dominus Regius, and it's a tier two. We do have multiple tiers of membership, and thank you for doing a tier two, Dominus. Welcome back. My brother's a big Harry Potter fan, and he hasn't stopped talking about the trailer since it's released, so I guess it's good. (laughs) What are you talking about, green name? Your name in chat is green when you're a member, Mo. Maybe you're running like a um, a browser color changer that might mess with it. I don't know. Maybe you're running something at Windows. There's Windows level color changers and things you can do too that might mess with it. Cyberpunk is trending on Twitter because people are super concerned about the new Witcher and CD Projekt Red's latest shenanigans. Yeah, here you can see they all come in with the black smoke. Whoop, whoop. Right there on the left and the right. And I don't know, is black smoke... Is it specific 
to Death Eaters? Like, is that something that they... Is that something that only they do? Glad to have your voice back in the background at work makes the day better. Yo, Cardock Ren with 15 months of membership. Welcome back. More than a year of membership on the channel. Thank you. Oh, it's not green on Android mobile. I only see green on browser. Oh, okay. Well, I'll just stick to mentioning the badge. Just the badge and the emotes then. You know, Mo can only see green. Everything looks like an Xbox logo. <laughs> uh, I saw that too. Can you brush the cat? Yeah, he does. He brushes the cat. He does. He does. It's not green here either? No. Yeah, so he's interacting with these guys. They're probably mountable as well. I like this. Going down into the... This has more of a classic dungeon feel to it. Skyrim and Elden Ring, you know? Death Eaters appear specifically in Black Smoke. It's a dark art skill, but the Death Eaters are famous for their use of it. Thank you. I love hearing... Listen, I love nerds in their field. I love it. Like, because I don't... Like, there's literally no way for me to be a nerd in every field. It's, It's simply not possible. So I love people... Like... Okay, so I think of it in video game terms. I'm like a level one nerd in most things. Star Trek, Star Wars, I'm probably like a level three or four, you know? And then there's the people that have read and consumed literally everything. They know every different arc for Superman. They know every different book and fan fiction for Star Wars. They know, like, I love that. Because I, I don't have time for it. So I like to get to glean from that because I you know I can just ask that question and be like hey how's this work and somebody's gonna know I enjoy that's one of the things I enjoy most about streaming is getting to glean from the genius of the group is like one of my like it's one of my favorite things I get to do how long will this game be what do you think I see this being linear completion ignoring side quests and side efforts this is probably a 15 to 20 hour game if you do everything and play exhaustive, I could easily see this game being 50, 50 hours. You know what we should do? Let's check out the blog post that, uh, let's check out that blog post that Sven sent me. We forgot to read that. Here we go. Here we go. Hogwarts Legacy, your first look at extended gameplay. All right. Lumos. Hi, I'm Chandler Wood. I'm a Slytherin and a community manager here at Avalanche Software. It's been a while since we first revealed Hogwarts Legacy. Back then, I still hadn't even joined the studio. Now I'm part of this incredible team that has put a ton of effort into making sure our gameplay reveal would be worth the wait. We couldn't be more excited that it's finally here. We've all dreamt of receiving our letters, attending Hogwarts, and forging a legacy of our own. As Wizarding World fans, we've wondered what it would be like for our stories to be found between the pages of a book because that magic-filled world has always felt close to our own. Hogwarts Legacy is your story, rooted firmly in wizarding world lore, and it starts with creating the witch or wizard you want to be. An authentic wizarding world. I joined Avalanche in late 2021, but the team had already been hard at work for many years. I'm still reeling that I get to work on a project that captures the magic, spells, beasts, people, stories, and wonder of the wizarding world. As community manager, it's my pleasure to introduce to you a development team full of fans making an authentic Wizarding World adventure. 
One of the first things I did was ask game director Alan 2 what fans love and expect from the Wizarding World. Our resulting conversations could fill tomes, but when I asked him to settle it into two sentences, he told me, quote, The most ever-present part of the Wizarding World is its magic and the playful nature and realness of its distinct rules should fuel a surprising dark mystery that tests the combined resources of those who discover it. But just as important are the opportunities to experience hundreds of memorable moments, small and large, that fans grew up with and know by heart. From being sorted in the Great Hall, exploring a new secret chamber in Hogwarts, or impersonating others with Polyjuice Potion, to protecting innocence from a dangerous troll, dodging fireballs from a, fireballs from a Hungarian horntail, or soaring into the sky on the back of a friendly hippogriff. If I mispronounce anything, forgive me, right? Chandler Bong. Wait, what's her last name? It's not Chandler Bing. Is it? Chandler Wood. Shut up. Uh, Where was I? All of these elements are imperative to the experience, but at the center of it all is a fully explorable Hogwarts replete with secrets to discover and mysteries to unravel. To learn more about our version of Hogwarts, I had to go to an export. Expert. Export. <laughs> Hogwarts export. Hogwarts environmental lead Boston Madsen has lived the life of a huge Harry Potter fan. She knows the books inside and out, a crucial resource when it comes to designing a Hogwarts that can embrace feelings of both familiarity and discovery. Boston quoted here, We built the Hogwarts we as fans ourselves wanted to explore. I think anyone who has read the books, whether they are an artist or not, has built a version of Hogwarts in their heads. Despite this being our version of Hogwarts, it's a world you'll instantly recognize. Quote, There are familiar haunts like the Great Hall, Clock Tower, and Hospital Wing, but also completely new places like the bustling kitchens. Uh, Boston said, Having felt like a student in these halls myself through the development of this game, I can honestly say there are still areas I come across that I didn't know about before. Beyond just architecture and design, I've been consistently amazed at how much our Hogwarts feels like a magical school I've always wanted to attend, including extracurricular activities like avoiding peeves while sneaking into the restricted section of the library. Like a life at Hogwarts is as much about finding secret chambers and sneaking into the prefect's bathroom as it is learning to cast spells and brew potions. Depending on which Hogwarts house you're in, you'll get to see each common room's distinct architecture, decor, and entrances. My fellow Slytherins will be particularly fond of our common room entrance, vanishing into a wall behind the slithering body of an enormous stone serpent. We're also excited to show you our takes on the not-often-seen Ravenclaw and Hufflepuff common rooms. Ravenclaws rest high in a tower, while Hufflepuffs reside in a cozy basement. Expect more in-depth look at the common rooms later this year. I can hardly tear myself away from exploring the castle, but this game goes well beyond the walls of Hogwarts to explore the village of Hogsmeade and the surrounding countryside. Hogsmeade is home to enchanting new characters with rich stories and personalities of their own, as well as vendors who will provide supplies you need for your schooling and other adventures. Part of the magic of Hogwarts Legacy is exploring familiar locations in a new light, like just how close Hogsmeade is to Hogwarts or seeing the Forbidden Forest in the daylight. But to really offer a sense of freedom, we wanted to expand the scope of what you know about the land surrounding the castle. Quote, 
We wanted you to have new locations to discover, to see what lies around the and beyond the Black Lake, to meet new witches and wizards in the dwellings that dot the landscape beyond Hogsmeade, and learn about other undiscovered chambers lying within Hogwarts or scattered across the Scottish Highlands. Alan told me. I don't know who is. Maybe was that somebody already we already read? <clears throat> Excuse me. If you're just tuning in, we are reading through a PlayStation blog about Hogwarts Legacy gameplay. If you're enjoying this read-through or my gameplay breakdown earlier, uh, please smash that like button. We're almost at 300 likes. That does help out the video, and it is free to do. Make sure and hit subscribe if you like video game news coverage. Usually we are in this scene having a talk show, but obviously when we look at gameplay or read through a blog, I like to put it up on the screen. As game developers, we've labored over maintaining authenticity while making sure the game is still a fun experience. Quote, There were hundreds of choices that had to be made between lore and gameplay, and even some of the differences between each film and book, Alan said. Although we wanted to present a new interpretation of the Wizarding World for gamers and prioritized a fun game before book or film authenticity, describing it this way can never capture how exhaustively we strive for authenticity and immediate recognition of everything we did. Live the Unwritten. In many ways, your legacy and the late 1800s wizarding world will be familiar to everything you loved about the Harry Potter series. Discovering magic, making new friends, and being a hero. Narrative lead Moira Squire offered me some insight into these parallels. Players will get to experience what it is like for Harry starting at a new wizarding school and knowing no one at all. And like Harry, the player's character is a bit of a celebrity from the outset due to the fact that they are starting as a fifth year and because they survived, uh, whoop, no spoilers. Let's just say your arrival to Hogwarts is rather eventful. Your ties to an agent magic puts you on a collision course with a goblin rebellion led by Ranrock, aided by his alliance with the dark wizard Victor Rookwood, uh, Rookwood, who both present formidable threats to the entire wizarding world. Ranrock has seen a glimmer of a magic that wizard kind tried to hide even from themselves and he wants that power in particular his worldview is skewed by his hatred of wizards which makes his alliance with victor rookwood particularly tenuous moira said once ranrock gets what he wants no one will be able to stop him and the wizarding world will be doomed to unearth the mysteries behind the ancient magic and stop ranrock's rebellion you'll need a friend and mentor to guide you along the way enter professor Elazer Fig, whose investigations into rumors of a goblin rebellion have earned him an uneasy skepticism from the Ministry of Magic. Fig is just one of the many characters who will play a part in your journey, whether it's fellow students becoming companions, professors teaching you new spells, or even some assistance from those who reside outside the Hogwarts walls, there's no shortage of friendly faces to provide a helping hand or a welcome distraction. You may even come across some familiar names, like a Weasley or two. Define your combat style. Okay, so here's where we can get into some of the combat uh, dialogue. Your studies at Hogwarts will help you overcome the mysteries and dangers that lurk beyond and even within the walls of the castle. As you learn from your professors and classmates, you'll gain new spells and abilities to use in combat and puzzles throughout Hogwarts Legacy. A variety of spells provides different ways to approach combat. Do you go in wands blazing by using Axio to pull an enemy close before blasting them with Incendio? Or do you cast the Disillusionment Charm to take a stealthier approach, finishing off enemies with a silent uh, Petrificus Totalus takedown? Different techniques will be required to counter enemy strengths and weaknesses that should make every encounter feel engaging. If I'm mispronouncing any of that stuff, I am sorry. 
As a gamer who likes a bit of challenge myself, I'm happy to say that we've been working hard to make sure combat in Hogwarts Legacy has a depth and challenge for players who want it. Whether you just want to experience the story or make every swish and flick of your wand matter, a range of difficulty options will be available to meet various skill levels, enabling players to experience the game in a way most enjoyable to them. So it sounds like they're going to follow a similar you know difficulty structure that we saw in spider-man and we saw in uh ratchet and clank you can take it all the way down to story mode if you want anyone familiar with the wizarding world knows that magic goes beyond just wand work magical plants and potions bring even more tools to each fight you'll be able to brew wigan weld potions for healing and use a mandrake seedling to incapacitate enemies with its cry As you continue your studies at Hogwarts, you'll learn more recipes for potions and how to handle an assortment of magical plants. A single-player action RPG. Our Hogwarts Legacy State of Play presentation showed quite a few other things. The Room of Requirement, Taming Magical Beasts, customizable gear that you can loot and earn throughout the world, and a whole lot more. We'll be diving into many of these topics in detail before we launch. However, there is one thing I wanted to make sure we addressed plainly. Hogwarts Legacy is a single-player, open-world action RPG. While you can have NPC companions join you on your adventures, the story is about your own legacy. There are only pieces... These are only pieces of the immense experience we're building in Hogwarts Legacy. Game director Alan 2 best sums up how everything comes together. With Hogwarts Legacy, we had the incredible opportunity to tell any story we wanted within the wizarding world. One fantasy stood out. Many fans of Harry Potter imagined what it would be like to receive their own Hogwarts letter, be sorted, and attend Hogwarts. More than anything else, we wanted to allow fans, after all these years, to finally tell their story, their way, at the most beloved school of witchcraft and wizardry. Only an open-world action RPG could capture the breadth of our fantasies. Your story deserves to be as thrilling as other wizarding heroes. We start you as a late fifth year, so you needn't hold back on these kinds of adventures and themes you might want to explore. We place you in the 1800s to ensure your legend is never overshadowed by any other hero. And we invent a new dark mystery so your conflict never feels like a retread of something you've seen before. With your continued support, we hope to explore even more in the future. Ah, see? They want to do more with it. Not surprising. We are honored to have been entrusted with the freedom to create a brand new Wizarding World experience for fans of the world. As a fan and gamer myself, I can't wait to talk more with you throughout the year about the incredible experience Hogwarts Legacy. Oh, about... The incredible experience, Hogwarts Legacy. Oh, oh, I'm sorry, that's not a period. Will bring to the Wizarding World fans and gamers alike. Like, the end of the hyperlink looked like a period. I was like, huh? From all of us here at Avalanche Software, we hope you enjoyed this look at the game, and we can't wait to show you more soon. So, I I think that sounds good. Obviously, I think that, you know, people being sort of disappointed in the you know, the the elements of like, oh, I wish it was this or I wish it was that, like, you know, co-op and all of that. I, I think in general, the concern would be that if you if you take their intention of giving you that that Harry Potter experience, it makes sense why they're like, we can't give you co-op 
Like, we can give you companions and people that are helping you, but it wouldn't make much sense to have sort of these two people coming together that are supposed to both be, um, I guess you're, I guess you're both, (laughs) you know what I mean? You're both supposed to be these, these exceptional people and then you end up together and working together. I've always said that about other games. It's like it, it to me is always kind of odd when they do that. And, And this is, this is true in games like, uh, Far Cry, right? people are always like oh why does the co-op have to be non-linked or whatever it's like well you know you're both the central the central person in the story so it'd be kind of odd to to not you know what I mean it'd be it'd be weird to not have it be like an offshoot character that kind of comes in and joins because for me personally I always like when the main character has things happening to them like one of the things we're going to look at today with Returnal is they've added co-op but they've done it within the lore itself like she's basically playing with another version of herself which I think fits within the lore it allows them to say hey like this is something that could happen she could run into a living version of herself and subsequently you know play together right so I get it. They're like, no, we want you to create your own wizard and your own your own sort of Harry Potter story, and that wouldn't work if you're able to, you know, constantly boot up and play co-op. Now they could do minimal co-op and say, oh, any any time you're maybe struggling with a mission, you could say, oh, I want to bring a companion with me, and you'd like go back to your common room, and you could pick a companion from you know let's say you're Slytherin you'd go back and be like I want a companion from Slytherin and then maybe have one of the options be summon a friend and you could like summon your friend to like come and help you but they would just control whatever person that is from the game like they wouldn't come in with their character you know what I mean I could also see them like I said doing like an offshoot multiplayer thing where they say oh hey um We've we've got this offshoot Quidditch thing, like they did with uh, Ghost of Tsushima Legends, right? Ghost of Tsushima Legends, they it was like an offshoot multiplayer thing that they did that wasn't attached to the main game. And Ghost of Tsushima is a single player, non co op action adventure game. So, um, after a hundred hours in Elden Ring, I decided to fire up Returnal again the other day. In my opinion. And I got my skill set, uh, and got my skill set. Returnal is a much harder game than Elden Ring. I think it's different, right? It's different versions of hard. Co-op could have a different experience to other players or generic NPC look, right? They could do it like a ghost. Well, it looks like on numerous occasions you can venture out into the world or a mission and have a companion, like someone that's just kind of standing next to you and shooting. I think maybe one of the reasons they're sticking to that format is your companion is largely going to be like attached to your hip and a player controlled companion would really mess with aggro. Like I, I, we kind of showed it earlier. There's very clear like aggro patterns where like the enemies kind of fan out and they're all like looking at you and if your t- if your buddy or your companion would like run behind them, it would like throw everything off. 
if your companion's sort of attached to the hip and they're periodically doing some spells as well, it's not really going to mess with it. Returnal stresses the player much harder. Yeah, I think what we're going to want to do with Returnal is probably just try and run the tower a couple of times and then maybe see if somebody in the audience wants to join me and just see what co-op feels like. I think that'd be really fun. Like a fresh run of co-op after some of the tower I think could be really, really good. I hope they let you venture out into the world and bully all the muggles. I don't think that that would be a good message. (laughs) I don't think that would be the message that they want to send. You know? Death is more punishing. Death is certainly more punishing in Returnal. There's something about Elden Ring. So I got some feedback from uh, Donut. He he he's uh, he's one of the the long form commenters. I have a couple of long form commenters, and I always appreciate his input. And he said that you know a lot of my feedback and complaint is is made in the moment, and then as things settle down, I kind of, I'm kind of like, okay, I could see why that was good, or blah 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 blah. And I told him, I said. That's actually something I'm working on, like, at a personal level. You know, um, and this is something that my kids are working on, because my kids are a a lot like me. And it's accepting reality. Like, something that I've learned through therapy is, like, living life on life's terms. And I had to do that significantly, obviously, in the middle of 2020. You know, accepting reality, accepting what, what had happened, or loss, or, if you know, tragedy, frustration, disappointment. And in the moment, accepting that and just maintaining a, a, a composed outlook. I think the challenge that I have is I can do that intellectually in the calm of the morning when I'm sort of sitting and, and contemplating the day or reading or even praying, right? You know, a religious, some people might meditate, some people might do like a religious ritual in the morning. And when I'm doing that, right, in the calm of that moment, I can do that. I can say I'm accepting life on life's terms. You know, I'm 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 living in accordance with reality and not trying to twist reality to my liking. And I think the struggle I'm having with Elden Ring is when my emotions get sort of engaged, it's harder for the intellect to reign and to direct what's happening digging the centipede shirt thank you i'm always wearing a shirt from 80s tees that is one of our sponsors you can always use the shirt command it'll link you to 80s tees you can use code lono for 30 percent off 30 percent off it's a big discount use code lono that does support me and it there's a great uh video game collection over there i've learned to separate the art from the artist myself but what do you think about those that are protesting the game because of the controversy surrounding rowling we will be discussing JK Rowling and asking the question, is the hate warranted this afternoon? We'll be doing that uh, this afternoon on Reforge Radio. We want to take subjects like that seriously. I just, we can't wage it. We can't wade into those waters on a gaming channel because sometimes people are just tuning in for gaming. They're like, I don't want to hear about that crap. You know, I would wager to say, I love this. I love this. <laughs> Unless they're terminally online leftists. <laughs> I thought, what a great description of some people. Most people don't care about it. With respect to the game, they might care about it with respect to culture or disagreement. But most people are like, I don't give a crap about that, man. I want to go into Hogwarts. 
I want to be a wizard, bro. And I think streamers and content creators who are already lecturing people in in sort of this preemptive, sort of self-righteous, self-appointed way. Listen, you know what I love about these people is they have nothing to offer. They merely parrot what they think will get them likes and clicks. Nothing is authentic about them. Like, the virtue signal train's running out of gas. It is. I think the general public, I think people that like to watch streams and consume video games are just so exhausted with it. They're like, just shut the frick up. Like, I I, want to play a video game and not get preached at. So, shut the frick up. I think that's a lot of gamers' posture, right? Which is why I'm open to talking about it, and we're punting that over to JK Rowling. We're, we're, we're punting the JK Rowling over to Reforge Radio. But that's one of the reasons why I think a lot of people that look at this, you know what's funny? Almost nobody brought it up this morning. Almost nobody brought it up this morning. We have been discussing this game and coming over the gameplay for almost two hours, and almost nobody brought it up. We want to know why? Because I think the average just. Joe and Sally going through their day, they don't give a single lick of a frick about JK Rowling and cancel culture mob Twitter. They just don't care who's Rowling. See? Oh, okay. I was like, (laughs) ah. You know what I love? All the people jumping Fortnite for having uh, a war-themed season while there's a war going on. Like, there hasn't been a war going on somewhere for the last 900 years. Right. Right. (laughs) Right. Exactly. I don't really care. I just want to enjoy the game and content and support the company and the product making it possible. This is what... Oh, gosh, I guess we'll have to save this this for later. In the realm of gaming, in the realm of gaming, I think this is why boycotting is too simplistic. Uh, I don't want to get too down deep into it, but I'm going to do a flyover and just say that. That I think this is why boycotting is too simplistic, and it's more about a sense of self-importance and an inflation of ego than it is about actually helping people and doing what's right. So. It's funny that you say that. Dr. Lupo said he wasn't playing because of it, and I was like, dude, it's a video game. Listen, let me tell you something about content creators that have shackled themselves to the whims of the mob they are captive to those people they cannot say what they think they cannot be authentic and they cannot do what they actually want they are beholden to the mob they are watch them all watch them they'll they will have to they will have to bypass games like this and not speak what they truly believe. They're merely parroting what the mob is saying and what the mob is wanting. I said this when Co-Carnage apologized and walked back his statements about dude, the word dude. I said, you just handed shackles to the mob and said, I will do and say what you want. You now get to dictate my vocabulary. I am beholden and subservient to the mob. Sure, it probably pays the bills and it makes you malleable to what you think is the larger group, which is is the pocketbook driver, right? 
and that's largely the reason if there was a larger cultural push in the other direction they would be dancing to that fiddle instead they dance to the fiddle that pays the bills and it's I, I can't necessarily blame them for it but I don't think it's authentic or genuine I don't I think the world is far more nuanced and when somebody draws lines in the sand like that because the mob is asking them to I don't think it's a choice I think it's a coercion it's assimilation to coercion is all it is so content creators limit themselves until they are against everything and will get eaten up for even streaming yeah listen they're gonna keep moving the line right they're gonna keep moving the line this isn't even about well, this is even about JK Rowling this is about this is about moving and jumping when the mob says to move and jump they're going to keep moving that line. They're just going to keep because it's a power play. It's it's a power grab. You, you don't think people on the internet like having that power over a content creator who makes millions of dollars. They probably relish in it. And they're going to relish in it next year because there'll be something next year that you feel you have to abide by. You're going to feel like, well, I better do this or the mob's going to come after me. The mob's going to go after my sponsors. Fine. What a what a treacherous way to live. I, money can't, cannot, money can't patch up holes in your soul. And that's what I think this does to people. I do. I think living in an inauthentic way and doing what the public and the mob demands of you, I think it's soul-crushing and soul-consuming. And a billion-dollar bill won't patch that hole. It won't. Buy a nice car, buy a nice boat, and set your kid up with a trust fund, but it won't patch your soul or put it back together. You're going to lose you in the process. You are. I'm speaking as somebody who lived duplicitously because I thought the group that I associated with, that's what they wanted from me. And I did it for years and it destroyed, it was destructive and damaging to, to my sense of self, my sense of value. It was damaging to my private behavior. Who know, Like I can't even imagine what these people are like privately. I can't, I can't because I know what it's like firsthand. So, and we're going to get into that. We're going to end that. Assuming that souls exists. Oh, that's good. I just had a great, oh my gosh. I want to slice up this interview uh, Peterson did with Sam Harris. Holy moly. Harris has so many presumptions about reality. It's unbelievable. What if it's their actual belief and not spurred by some mob? I doubt it. I doubt it. I doubt thinking persons go and analyze the facts and come to that conclusion. I doubt it. It's too rigid. It's too narrow. It's too... Um, I don't know. I have I have serious doubts about the, genuine, the genuineness of it, Eugene. I do. Because there's too many layers of it. It's like a thinking person that actually analyzes the situation, I don't think can come to that conclusion. I don't. If you apply logic, reason careful examination and reflection I can't see anybody looking at the situation and being like yeah no can't support it can't buy it can't play it if you do you're supporting no no it's it's the absence of thought that's why I don't think it's genuine
When you pull a 180 every 60 days on issues, it's hard to say that. Yeah. It's too convenient. It's too good for business. It's, it, I don't, I just, I, I, it's so suspect to me. It's so suspect. Cosmonauts got a good take. I haven't watched it yet. I watched two different people's take on JK to try to inform myself. <clears throat> you disagree with that at a fundamental level? Well, make sure and show up this afternoon, Sven, because I want to hear what you have to say. Most of these people happily talk smack on all these protected people just a few years ago. So you believe that there's a general large amount of content creators that are doing it out of kindness? Yeah. yeah. Should we be saving this? Well, this is more tangential. <clears throat> this is more tangential, Mo. I didn't want to get stuck on Hogwarts and streamers this afternoon. So I'm kind of glad we're getting this portion of it out of our system. Because I have like a... S- how many pages? I got a lot that I want to say about this. Because I had to do some research. I was like, what the frick? Where did this all come from? Okay, so page... What page am I on right now? One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. I have eight pages of notes to read through for this. And you know what none of it really touches on? Hogwarts Legacy. So I'm kind of glad to get this out of our system. Because I'm going to walk you through a summary of what the woman said and what has happened since and how I believe it is a strategy that is in is typically used by abusers um, which is more worrisome than the fact that somebody thinks something that you don't agree with I also, I also think there's layers of concern with respect to policy not being driven by facts and evidence but being driven by Twitter <laughs> so it's, the whole thing is concerning from the bottom to the top when you zoom all the way out on it, I don't think it's healthy. I don't think any of the dialogue or behavior around it's been healthy. And I certainly think a tangential outcropping of that is that you assume that that hurricane of crazy is like true. And you're like, oh yeah, so I can't play the game. It's like, did you take five seconds to look into this at all? Like at all. And think in the grand scope of culture and in the grand scope of public cancel narrative. No, no, I mean, listen, I'll be honest with you. It's par for the course, okay? People that people that cheered from the blood spatter of my public execution are all about not playing Hogwarts. There's a reason. There's a reason. It's in their soul. It's in their heart. That's how they view reality. They view reality in a punitive way. They do. What that must be like to have their own faults and flaws hidden from the public and how that must feel because you have a punitive view of reality. So they all they, they, any anybody they all they're all from that 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 I guess tribe of well our only choice is to cancel destroy and harm and hurt. So cuz we're the righteous ones. So schedule while we go down this rabbit hole. Oh, it's already been scheduled. It's already scheduled. Uh, and people should have gotten the notey seven minutes ago. I'd say there's more people on JK's side or neutral than against her. Look at any of the poll. Yeah, we're getting in. We're getting into the stuff that we got to say for radio. 
It's weird how all the other social media platforms are considered jokes, even Twitter, but yet Twitter is seen as this, not a beacon, but an evil tool that can be used for good. <laughs> Did you notice that Avid Avada Kedavra in, at the end. That's the part I like the most. It seems like you can actually go full Sith. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, maybe. Blue Light Moon. Oh, I hope you show up this afternoon. Can you show up this afternoon and be in chat? As a trans woman who's not overly fond of JK, I don't begrudge anyone buying this game. You can't stop her making money, and she's already got tons of it. Don't want to punish the devs either. I really hope you can be there this afternoon. I really would want anybody in the spectrum of transition pre post during and I would because I would love some of their insight and input into what's what's been said. Um, Hogwarts is described as fable meets Harry Potter. Thought experiment are people going to boycott Quantic Dream Star Wars game? Yeah, there's a lot of people, Swade, that are actually calling for Quantic Dream to not be able to make the game, and then those people will probably subsequently boycott it, yes. There were people calling for Quantic Dream to not be able to make it. They didn't want them to. People on Twitter, the devs have already been paid, doesn't matter. Like, I want you to imagine, we just read a PlayStation blog, and some of the people quoted were women. I want you to imagine working and scraping and fighting through the challenges of the tech world you don't even have to be a woman it's super difficult to get into the game development world imagine being a woman that does it and gets to work on a massively popular franchise and then that's what they see the public doing what would that feel like to you what would it feel like to set your your hopes, your dreams, and your heart. Oh, I, I did it. Oh, it's such a beautiful game. We can tell beautiful stories with great broad spectrum of representation and just wonderful art. And then that's what you have to hear. Well, a couple of years ago, the author of the books said some stuff that I don't like. The frick does that have to do with me and this game and what I poured into it? Like I said, it doesn't, it doesn't work. It doesn't line up with reality. You can't live this way. You are being, you are literally beholden to a mob that doesn't care about the issues. They care about the power that they feel from preaching about the issues. There is a significant difference between somebody who actually goes downtown and helps the poor and works in a soup kitchen and someone who preaches about it on the internet. They're not one and the same most of the time. And the mob is just that. It's this big monster that all it does is it uses these social issues as a conduit of power. They don't care about the issue. Do you want to know why? Because as soon as it's not talked about, they move on to something else. If they really genuinely cared about these issues, they would be constantly talking about it. But they move on to the next thing. They move on and then they demand allegiance. They demand capitulation and assimilation from everybody else. And if you don't, they hurt you. Why? Because it's about power. It isn't about, it's not about the, the, the actual subject. That's what gets lost in all of this. It gets lost in all of it. Because any any video I watched on like that Florida bill or anything else, it's like no one's actually taking the time to research. It's just... Grab the power, browbeat anybody that doesn't agree with you, 
and then that's the end of it oh time to move on to something else it's like no thinking person would that's why i said i don't think a thinking person would come to the conclusion that like the 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 logic is just baffling let me let me read the tweet because this is about hogwarts right we're not we're not getting into our jk rowling discussions this afternoon let me just read you a tweet that that some of these zero original thought drones are retweeting and and using to justify their you know their perpetual uh cancel culture issue like their 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 view of the world here it is yes Streaming Hogwarts Legacy will empower J.K. Rowling. Yes, even if you fundraise while doing it. You are platforming the intellectual property of Harry Potter, which is where J.K. Rowling gets her cultural capital. If you denounce J.K. Rowling, please be consistent and don't promote her stuff. So what this is, is this is a proverbial line in the sand. Right? A proverbial line in the sand. It is... Playing or streaming this game is supporting this this person that we've deemed a pariah. The logic tracks? No, it doesn't. And we're going to get into that this afternoon, Robert. I don't even think the logic tracks if you buy into the dialogue that she is a horrible person. Even that, I don't think tracks logically. I don't. I don't. I think it's tenuous at best. I think it's tenuous at best. No matter what you think of her, I think the logical leap being like we can't support Hogwarts Legacy, I think it's tenuous. I think it's I think it's people hungry for the appearance of virtue. It's all it is. Have you seen any of these have you seen any of these people tweeting this? saying a single word about it saying a single word about activism and helping people and charity no you haven't you haven't seen them saying a single word about it why because they don't freaking care it's just the convenient moment it's just it's it's advantageous altruism that's all it is it's advantageous altruism we are not in the stream beats playlist why is it saying that we're in the stream tunes playlist. Why does it say Bleeding Road by Harris Heller? That's not right. Yeah, I'll break down why that doesn't logically track. Robert or anybody else who wants to come this afternoon, I'm not saying he's agreeing. He's just saying the logic tracks if you think that about her. And I actually don't agree. I don't agree. You can think... You can, according to your own worldview, think that she's reprehensible. Okay. I actually think there's a giant leap from this is common in the world now, like what was stated and what, what gets what gets misconstrued and then represented and then the labels used and then you never actually go back and look. However, I think if people genuinely think that, if you and your heart of hearts have been convinced that she's reprehensible and awful, I don't think it logically tracks to be like, I have to boycott Hogwarts Legacy. I don't. I think it's a logical leap. I think it's motivated by virtue signaling. It's not motivated by logical thought. (laughs) 
Typical right-winger argument. You don't actually care about the issues coming from people who don't care about the issues. I don't understand. Is that like a Schrodinger's box of pot and kettle? I don't understand what you're saying. Buying legacy doesn't mean you have to support Rowling. There are tons of game designers that worked hard on the game. She's donated more money, created more jobs, and changed more people's lives than the entire mob combined. She's an amazing woman. Well, show up this afternoon, kill you, because I want I want to hear all perspectives on J.K. Rowling. We're eating a show that's scheduled. No, because I didn't want to get into Hogwarts. I didn't want to get into Hogwarts this afternoon. I I'm not interested in that, and I think it's better to talk about that now than this afternoon, because we have a large gaming audience, and I don't want to get bogged down in Hogwarts boycott this afternoon. I think the conversation is much bigger than that. So let me I gotta check on I gotta check on returnal. It's useless posturing. That yeah. In in the realm of gaming and in the realm of boycotting, when people did this with Blizzard Activision and people are doing it now with Hogwarts, I'm just like th- this achieves nothing. I'm saying the only people who make that argument are people who don't care about the issues. No, that's not true. That's such sweeping reductionism. There are plenty of people that I'm simply saying, look at the history. Look at the people that are jumping on this bandwagon, right? Look at the people that are jumping on this bandwagon. And I want you to tell me how often, how do you check for an update in on PlayStation? And I want to know. manage game content there's no content you can manage so I click on returnal I click on the three dots nothing I go to view product three dots personalization settings no if I just play the game will it automatically update itself I mean, it should be auto-updated. It looks like it's got the new intro, because the new intro's got uh, Aloy in it, doesn't it? Oh, there it goes. Returnal version added to downloads, uploads. Okay, there it goes. Yeah, it's updating right now. Why didn't it do this automatically earlier? Hang on a minute. I'm going to close the game. That might help with the download speeds. I know that helps on... Uh... Yeah, it didn't do it automatically earlier. I literally booted up my PlayStation so that it could download... It's a 17 gig update file. That's so annoying. It's supposed to do this stuff automatically. It did Horizon, it did Tsushima. It literally was updating games while I was playing other games the other day. Is she an actor? 
<laughs> she's the author of Harry Potter. Yeah, I had to actually open the game to get it to update. That's such a bizarre... That's super bizarre. Let's check the poll results here. Hogwarts Legacy Gameplay Thoughts. 70% of the thousand people that took the vote said it looks good. 27% said meh. 3% said bad. I do think it's extremely interesting that almost nobody, only if you're in rest mode, but I booted up the, the PlayStation this morning, Eugene, and it updated a bunch of games, but it didn't update Returnal. That's what I'm irritated about. I know that I don't use rest mode, which is why I booted it up this morning, because I was originally going to play um, Elden Ring, and I wanted to make sure I had the Elden Ring update. And so I booted up the game, and I'm sorry, I booted up the system, and it updated a couple of my games, but it just, for whatever reason, didn't update Returnal. That's what I'm irritated by. I had to actually open the game to trigger the update, and now it's telling me it's going to take like 30 minutes. So we'll just, I was wanting to go over in 10, we'll just have to keep talking while we wait. I guess what we should do is, let's do a new poll. Let's do a new poll. Maybe we could kind of uh, liven, liven up the Harry Potter discussion again. And it's, there's just three houses, right? Gryffindor, Hufflepuff, Slytherin, right? I want to make sure I spell them right so I don't get murdered. Um, Yeah, here we go. Here we go. I'm going to copy and paste them from a wiki because I don't want anybody to get me. Uh, Which house will you choose in Hogwarts Legacy? All right. I just want to make sure... Oh, Slytherin, there's four. Hang on. There's four! There's four! I forgot, I forgot. Sorry. Everyone's like freaking... See? Do you see? Do you see, chat? (laughs) Do you see? All the Harry Potter fans are like, bro, are you serious? Are you serious right now? Are you serious right now, bro? I should have just put, I should have put three and then just made the fourth one like butts and been like, will you pick Gryffindor, Slytherin, Ravenclaw or butts? <laughs> just a me- just a mess with you, chat. And you consider yourself a Potterhead? No, I don't. I said that this morning. I said that this morning. I, as somebody else just said, I missed it. Like, I missed Harry Potter. Like, I'm going to live through the the joy of, like, a child experiencing Harry Potter. Not that it's for children, but when I read Harry Potter to my kids. Like, once we're done with Redwall, I think my kids will be old enough that, like, Harry Potter won't freak them out. Because my son can get a little scared of stuff. He's still at that age where, and he's six, and certain things can kind of spook him. He doesn't like the dark. He does not like being scared, like, boo, like jump scares. He does not like it. My daughter loves it. She wants to explore in the dark. She gets like a lantern out. She wants to explore in the dark and she loves to be scared. And when she grows up, her her lifelong dream is to become a ninja. Like, I'm not kidding you. That's what she wants to be when she grows up. So they're very different. They're very different. So, you know, we're kind of holding off a little bit on Harry Potter, but I'm going to, I think I'm going to thoroughly enjoy reading through that with my kiddos. Slytherin all the way. Yeah, I think if I were to play this game, I would probably pick Slytherin. You know, just because I want to be, I want to be on the bad 
team. You know what I mean? Now I have a poll to dismiss. Yeah, we already have 74 votes. Gryffindor leading, Slytherin in second, Ravenclaw. I see, I knew it was going to go this way. Poor Hufflepuff. <laughs> Hufflepuff's always, Hufflepuff's always, a, you know, they you know, struggle. You know what I mean? The first two books are pretty good. Uh, then they go dark very fast. Not a bad thing, but it can be rough on kids. Yeah, 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 yeah. You might as well have asked me what disciple I preferred. <laughs> Bartholomew, come, come on, Bartholomew! <laughs> clearly, clear, clearly, <laughs> clearly, the front runner. <laughs> Cle- clearly, <laughs> he was a late addition, but you know he got things done. <laughs> Book three gets very dark. I imagine. I imagine. Look, the Redwall books can get kind of dark. They get kind of violent, where you know people are dying and twitching as they die and stuff. They're not shy about, de- in, in the Redwall books, they're not shy about details about death. You know? I was in adult timeout the first time I read Harry Potter book. It helped me escape those walls. Oh, no way! No way. Choose Slytherin, duh. The Sorting Hat chooses. Oh, golly. Freaking nerds. <laughs> Hufflepuff had some of the greatest wizards and witches too. The creator of Hufflepuff created the statues that defended Hogwarts. That's kind of dope. That's actually kind of dope. Yo, what's good, Oscar? Good to see you too. That's basically the plot of the second Fantastic Beast movie. <laughs> uh, the world outside of the main characters is really interesting, mysterious, and full of potential for branching stories. It's a super dark world outside of the focus of the young characters. Jiggly Hufflepuff. <laughs> Freaking uh, hairy Pokemon. <laughs> uh, physical things is different than the mental spiritual darkness. Yes. Yeah, I I think that's true, Akuta Papa. Like, I think kids more readily accept it. Like, yeah, things die. They've seen a dead squirrel on the road or a dead bird. Like, yeah, things die. So in Redwall, somebody getting sliced with a sword and dying or getting shot with an arrow and, like, twitching on the ground, they're like, yeah, that's life. Like, there's a cycle and things die. They don't necessarily think about their own death. They might think about their parents' death. But you get into, like, the mystical and the spiritual of like you know there's these death eaters and there's these you know phantoms and these dark things and that I think is scary because that's the unseen it's like well what is that you know what I mean like my kids heard about robbers in a book I don't know what book it was but they obsessed over it for like a week well what if a robber gets in the house I'm like a robber what but it's an unseen thing. It's an unseen fear. Th- they that they like they can't they can't wrap their head around it. So they they sort of um, they sort of uh, it becomes a focal point. It becomes this thing that like oh I don't know what it would be like. What would it do if you know if a robber got in the house? Seven months from Anthony A. Welcome back, Lono. Hope you guys had a great trip. Thank you. It really was a good trip. We've learned that like a nice 
real concise trip is the best. Like, long trips are fun, but you just tend to get worn out and everybody gets kind of (laughs) sick. No matter where you go or who you travel with, it's like everybody just gets kind of sick of each other. So, like, we found that, like, nice short trips are really good, whether we go to Ohio, uh, Florida, Southern Ohio. When we did our beach trip, it's like, boom. And then hit a couple of full days, and it's time to go. Going back to read Redwall as an adult, reading about rats becoming pin cushions of spears, screams and gurgling of death, crushing of skulls, was surprised how graphic it was. Yeah, sometimes I gloss over the violence. There was a scene where they all, all these rats fell from a wall, and it described how like they landed, and you could hear their bones crunching, and some of them didn't die right away, and I was like, yeah, I'm gonna kind of gloss over that, and just be like, they all fell and they all died. Because it just, it's, it was a little, it was like, that's not necessary. We know that they fell and they died. They, that's a concept that's sensible and not alarming to a child. Like, they knocked these rats off this wall and they died. I don't need to hear about their bones crunching and how they kind of laid there for a while before dying, like, gurgling and, like, looking up at the sky and slowly fading. It's like, oh my word. <laughs> Like, as an adult, I'm like, Jiminy, that's macabre. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> that's that's a bit much. That's heavy. <clears throat> my, my wife and I try to let her mother know that. We love visiting, uh, but I don't want to spend five days away from my house at years. Yeah, get, get in and get out, you know? 13 months from my man Gritter. Hey, Lono. Hope you and the family had a good time away. Welcome back. Thank you, sir. I just started my journey in Elden Ring. This game will make you uh, pay for playing stupid. Yeah. Yep. Akuta Papa says, Often physical can be controlled. The other stuff can't be to a certain point, especially for kids. That's how I see it. Okay, so Cosmonaut has a video on why the crimes of Grindelwald ruining a franchise. Ruining a franchise. Why it sucks. I don't really care about this show. That show screwed over Johnny Depp, so that show can screw all the way off. Anybody, anybody who took part in what happened to Johnny Depp can screw all the way off, all the way to Sunday and don't come back. Got nothing to say to you. Whoever, whoever was in charge of that, that show, no, your show sucks now. <clears throat> no thanks. have no interest have no interest in the show I'm not going to call people to boycott it because if you love Harry Potter and you love that franchise you can continue to support it but when that happened I was like I got no interest in your show now dude no interest nope it's the movie franchise not a show I thought it was a show I thought it was a show Any, anyway I didn't know it was movies. I thought they were. I thought they were turning it into a show or a series or something. Uh-uh. Depp was, is, and always will be innocent. Yeah, that is that a crime, a freaking crime. It just shows, man. It just shows that that movement, that movement, has nothing to do with the truth. It has nothing to do with the truth. It's all lies. All lies and double standards and hypocrisy carried out by liars. I yeah, I thought it was a show. The movies, yeah, yeah, the movies. They bumped, they bumped Depp, and they went with uh, Mads Mikkelsen. 
I saw, I literally saw a video of them in public and he like flinched when she raised her hand. I was like, oh my gosh, the frick? Even more sinister, he was the victim. Yeah, I know all too well how little people care. How little people care about the claims of men. They don't care. Yeah, I mean, they made a good choice. Mads Mikkelsen is brilliant, and whoever took up the role was having to do something that was not really ideal, right? Not really ideal. Situation around Depp shows that society doesn't care about men being abused. Yeah, doesn't matter if he's abused, drugged, doesn't matter. When's the release of this game? All they have said is holiday of 2022. That's all they've said. They seemed equally responsible to me. What? How? <laughs> yeah, yeah, I don't I don't get that term beat the granny. Beat the granny out of it. I don't I don't get that one. I fr- I think Hilly explained it the other night and I can't remember I can't remember his explanation. <clears throat> By the way, just so you know, Sea of Thieves is the best game. <laughs> listen, listen. You know what's funny? I was on a boat down in Florida. I, we went out on a boat, and we went to like a sandbar, and then we kind of went out, and we saw some dolphins. Like, we didn't go to like a dolphin viewing area. They were just literally out there in the wild, out there in the water. And it was awesome, right? And you know what it made me think of? I am not kidding you. I, it made me think of Sea of Thieves. And I was like, Sea of Thieves just gets sailing and being out on the water, right? It 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 just gets it right. And it honestly made me like it was weird to be out on a boat and thinking about a video game, but it made me think of the video game. And I was like there's nothing in existence that captures it the way that Sea of Thieves captures it. The sound of the boat, the creaking of the wood, the wind, the water, it's amazing. And I want to go play it. I know there's new things. I know there's a new season. I know there's new adventures and new mysteries. But I, I can't do it. I know what the game's going to do. It's going to lure me back in. And then I'm going to get griefed or lose my stuff or whatever. And then I'm, I'm going to want to freaking... I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to want to punch somebody. I can't do it. I can't do it. It's, a, it's such a bummer because they get so much right. You're going to get grief, yo, I'll carry you. That That's, that, no. Lono, your theory on Fortnite growing to be something bigger than what it is is looking to be true. How, how what, what makes you say that? The removal of building, I'm not connecting the logic there. Connect that for me because we also predicted the, the, the removal of building temporarily because of a leak. So we've already covered that, but I'm, I, I don't necessarily connect that with my MMORPG Fortnite theory. I was in the Navy for four years and Sea of Thieves took me right back to being out on the ocean again. Isn't it? Isn't it, it? It really is. One of the greatest achievements that that game pulled off is making sailing out on the open sea seem like a 
like a genuine dope thing. Like they did it. It was it. You know what I mean? It was. I don't know. It was excellent. They're testing the mechanics that don't revolve around building. Oh, you're right. The running, the dashing, the sliding. Yeah. Non-building traversal. That's why they said they removed building. It's confirmed. It's it's not just confirmed. It's in the game right now. For the next supposedly uh, nine days, it'll be removed. The comment section makes me laugh sometimes. Looking like an iPhone X blank blank. Oh, and Mantling. Yeah, they added Mantling. I don't even understand what he means. He means I look like an iPhone? Yeah, I, I never thought about that, Merc. I, I think you might be onto something that they're testing open world traversal because they're gonna move they're they're building an MMORPG. Can't wait for you to try the Returnal update in an hour. It's downloading it right now. Maybe that's why it didn't update, Eugene. The the update released today. Maybe it released like 30 minutes ago or something. Maybe that's why it didn't automatically update this morning. It might not have been pushed out. You look like the kind of guy that still has an iPhone. There's six replies saying what? I don't get it. Well, up to Elden Ring, came home. Yeah. Her depth thing is about to blow up again. A hearing soon, which is supposed to include some testimony from other celebs that were close uh, and some previously unreleased emails. Oh, what more than likely what they're going to try to do, Eugene, is they're going... My, my, my bird's eye view of that if I was a lawyer if I was her lawyer I would try and make her behavior look reactionary and desperate and not maniacal and sinister that's their only play you got literal tapes of her doing psychotic things so it's like well how do you do that well you're gonna try to you're gonna try the classic tried and true women are not culpable for their behavior they're always being gaslit anything a woman does that's bad or negative is 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 not is not her fault. She was gaslit. Right? Like look at all of the dialogue around around cancel culture and me too. Look at all the dialogue around it. Women aren't responsible for their behavior. That's how the dialogue shakes out. They are merely the result of culture. They are merely the result of 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 men's actions. They're not responsible for anything that they do. Doesn't matter what they do. So that's how they're going to try and spin the dialogue about her. They're going to make her behavior seem reactionary. Because that will that will potentially get traction in in that cultural dialogue. Is that she is the result of 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 a patriarchal mean abusive man. That's what they're going to try and say. If I was her lawyer, that's the exact angle I would take because it will probably get traction. That's their best bet. That's their absolute best play is to is to pluck those public cord strings of like women's actions are always the result of being gaslit by a man. If they're negative actions, that's what it is. Like Bill Burr talked about that that serial killer movie. He was like, 
is nothing her fault. She's doing all these terrible things because of men. Like, he, he, it was obviously being humorous, but... Like, it's, 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 uh, it's baked into the dialogue of, like, the oppressed and the oppressor, and you're either a victim or you're the perpetrator. You know what I mean? It's two broken people, and them being together was a recipe for disaster. I'm not beyond the scope of sympathy and empathy to say hurt people hurt people, because I know firsthand that a damaged person will have a ripple effect in their life of of damage to others right but i i can't look at her behavior and not say you're the aggressor here but it's super easy to turn an aggressor into the victim it happened to me like you 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 drug a guy and then you're the victim somehow you see what i'm saying like it's so common in that dialogue super common they can do no wrong their negative behavior is the result of their trauma and their damage or being gaslit by some man and that's exactly what they're going to try and do with her defense a court kind of disagreed with that though and you don't and you don't think the court has a proclivity toward being more generous and more kind to women in their in the in the judicial system you should know firsthand that men especially men of color fare very poorly in the judicial judicial system and women tend to fare very well <clears throat> they found her allegations to be substantially true yeah but that doesn't that again that doesn't mean she's not the aggressor that doesn't mean that she's not that she's equal, right? Because I could, I could, I could claim that you could claim in a court case that, like, oh, this person uh, slapped me and uh, and shoved me down, and they could find that to be subst- substantively true, like substantially true. They could prove it, but then the person can say, well, well, yeah, I did that. I slapped them and shoved them down, but they hit me with a hammer and uh, pulled out a gun and you know, broke my ribs, I have pictures of my black eye, and you'd be like, well, well, okay, like, yeah, you both did things, one person did a greater or worse amount of things, and I think that's always super important in these, in these situations. You have to analyze the actual behavior, like, I got a quote just recently, just this morning from Peterson on this, he's like, you don't even have to prove that you're a victim you just claim that a person's statement or behavior victimized you right you don't have to even sub- substantiate the claim you just claim that you that that this person's statement tweet or behavior victimized you that you, their intentions don't matter uh the the context doesn't matter and that's exactly what they're going to tap into with her defense is intentions and context don't matter. They'll try to look at his behavior in a vacuum, you know. Returnal gameplay? Yeah, it's updating. We're, we're almost there. They're both abusers, both broken people, and abuse each other because of it. Yeah. 
I'm open to being convinced otherwise, but from where I sit, no. No. Like, it, it, it one one person being a monster and provoking a smaller monster to to, to fight back, I, I think is you have to you have to analyze context significantly. You have to. It's because it, it's always it's like that when like it's like that when your kids are fighting, right? You go in the room and they both look equally guilty. They're both throwing blows and they're both screaming. But if you had a camera in the room, you would see that one person went over, shoved, and initiated the fight and provoked the other person feeling like they had to defend themselves. And that tells the story. That always tells the story. Of all people, working in the legal field, Eugene, you should know that you always have to look at beginning, middle, and end. Always. You can't just look at the results. Because that, I mean, it, it literally, to the to the T, that's what people did to me. Like, well, at the end of the night, he acted weird. Therefore, creep. And it's like, can we can we look at the series of events that led to that? Because that's incredibly important. Extremely important. And when you place it within that context, it's like, this guy didn't do anything wrong. And I'm not saying in this scenario that we would say oh he didn't do anything wrong but we would say a more fuller understanding and scope of the situation shows that this guy's this guy's not really on the hook for anything yeah I saw that Optimus I saw that <coughs> the no build <coughs> excuse me the no building is only going to last until like the 29th though yo what's good cat good to see you in chat Microsoft got hacked People only want to know, look at the parts that make their case. Yeah. There's always, that's what I mean. There's always two sides to the story. And then there's the truth somewhere in the middle. And I'm always way more suspicious of the people that do everything they can to mislead exaggerate and embellish I'm more I'm more suspicious of those people than the person that's like well yeah I did that but here here's the full scope of what was going on right you should be more suspicious of the person that's being underhanded and more dishonest that's what was alarming to me in my situation no one cared about that no one cared. Like you, you could make a twenty-minute video listing and detailing lies that were told. That doesn't matter. No, I've not finished Elden Ring. We'll go back sometime this week. We were going to go back today, but we wanted to jump, j- jump into Returnal's uh, update. And it's the same thing with with, with this with this Amber Heard Johnny Depp situation. It's like she is has been dishonest from Jump Street, right? That should make you super suspicious. Why? Why are you being dishonest? Why are you trying to mislead people in the public about this? We should be way more suspicious of her. Like, the onus of investigative, like, thought should say, the dishonest person is attempting to obfuscate the truth. Like, they're attempting to hide something. And that should cause more concern and more inquiry. The new update to Returnal interests me to be playing again. I think the co-op will make it so much better. Yeah, I want to check out the tower, and then I want to check out co-op. I don't know if there'll be anybody online today to, to test co-op with me, though.
Might be getting back into Fortnite. I think it should be a permanent mode, because I think what's going to happen is the next seven days, like, people are going to want, people are going to want to, uh, people are going to want to try it out, test it out. They're going to be like, this is great. This feels like a more classic version of a battle royale. And then, (laughs) and then that's going to go away. (laughs) Like, I think it should be a permanent mode personally. You can test co-op. You'll be around greater. Okay. That'd be great. That'd be perfect to have somebody that has the game installed, knows the game, all those things. Okay. All right. We have just a few minutes left on this update. So while this is finishing the update, I'm going to run upstairs and use the restroom. I'm going to hit some ads. Smash the like button. Smash subscribe. Don't forget this afternoon, we're going to have a more serious conversation about JK Rowling and the hate over on Reforge Radio. I'll be right back. Don't go anywhere.
All right. 30 seconds left. Well, then it's going to do copying, right? Far Cry Free Weekly Stranger Things Crossover. Oh, that looks cool. That looks cool. Now it's up. It's installing the update file. Oh, there we go. It didn't have to do the copy thing. Perfect. Let's get set up here. All right, let's end that poll. Oh, properties. Well, the poll got about 300 votes. Not surprising who won. All right. Let me get a tweet out. Let's get Housemark in here. Tower of Sisyphus and co-op mode. You can now access the Tower of Sisyphus for an endless challenge in co-op mode to join forces with another player. Both are accessible from the crash site. Okay, perfect. Okay. Um... Alright, so the link in chat is where we are headed in case the redirect doesn't work. Okay. Okay. Alright, so what we're going to want to do... that and then think we'll put my cam I don't know where we should put my cam maybe up here yeah I guess we'll go up here um, just so people can see everything down there A really good song. Yeah, it was pretty dope. Hey, thanks for clicking on the video. We are diving into Returnal gameplay, the Ascension update, uh, the co-op, 
the new Sisyphus Tower, uh, named after the myth of Sisyphus rolling the stone up and it coming back down. That's why it's named that. We're going to check out all of it. We're going to start with the tower, and then I do have somebody that's able to jump in and help me with the co-op. If you enjoyed this gameplay, remember to hit subscribe and that bell button so you don't miss my coverage.